It's okay. It's okay. He won't hurt us. He, he would have killed me by now. Okay, I think it's because we're not actually part of the movie. He doesn't really know what to do with us. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today as always is... Luke? No. As always is... Luke. Ralph. Oh my god. And returning... Luke. Yes, thank you. I've been here. What are you talking about? That's when you say, no, you have not been here. Not in our hearts, not in our spirits. Rude. I know. It's truth. Not in our in my heart. Hearts. Let me just get through this. This is like when, like you never left. In one second, I've always left. loved you. <laughs> uh, this is episode number 151, which is palindromic. And today's episode, we're going to cover several movies. One of them is in theaters right now, currently. Um, it, like an expensive indie movie called The Northman. Um, with uh, Nicole Kidman and that Skarsgård fella. And then we're going to review a movie, an original from Netflix, uh, titled Windfall, which has uh, that Seagull guy and um, Jesse Plemons, right? That's his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Windfall. And then as part of our, this is what, our second, no, our third installment into our Batathon, where we're doing a marathon of all the Batmans, or at least most of them, uh, we are going to cover the 90s late 90s or mid to late 90s batman stuff which is batman forever and batman and robin you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes which include so many other marathons over at otherpodcast.com um check that out um if you wish to find out you know more and also like i'm going to update the calendar to describe all the other batman movies we're going to we're going to be covering in the new future so check that out guys at otherpodcast.com right on uh Roth, how's your life? What's going on? How you been? I've been good. Um I've been oh, yes. uh watching I've caught up to so much TV, it's unfucking real. Sports don't count. No no no. Like TV shows. Like I'm caught up with like everything Apple TV lately. Well you already know that. Oh wait, they have content? Together. They do. have great content, actually. They actually have really decent content. Yeah, like, oh, uh, time. I know, right? Apple Crazy. TV is slaying. Yeah, Apple TV has been doing fantastic. In my opinion, of course. Um and Oscars as he just said it. Um, besides that, yeah, I've been um, catching up on uh, watching new uh, shows. I've already fa- finished the Saul show from start to finish in two days. Um, it was a uh, Raking of Kings. Um, oh, so that's, oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Funny show, funny show to watch. Uh, a little depressing, but nothing crazy. Um, more like just like sad, sad okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, besides that, I've just been watching some some movies. Um. Just trying to enjoy this week off before I'm not off till like a week, week, full week. I don't know. October. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll have like many weeks off, like four days off, Friday with us, but nothing, uh, nothing crazy. Yep. So, we still got to do another thing too of uh, the next time we watch that uh, for, sure. for all mankind. For sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Is that that space movie? Uh, yeah, show. 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 Right yeah, right, but besides go. that, um, yeah. yeah. That's about no. it. Um, look, I mean, you haven't been what here up? in a while. Uh, you better I, have something interesting to say. How you been? Uh, fuck, when's the last time I've been on this show? Who cares? Well, oh, how you been? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been since January when we did our top 10 TV shows. Okay, and I think before but, that... But before that was a while, though. Yeah. No, I did that one one-off with uh, about Sideways with you. <laughs> yeah, because I forced you to. You're like, they left the marathon halfway done or almost. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm no longer traveling. I am back in Chicago full time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, um, how's that? How's uh, reintegrating into daily life? How's that going? 
Well, um, you feel like an ex-convict coming back to your hometown and shit. Honestly, the first couple, like, <laughs> it was weird a little at first, like to sleep in my own bed mm-hmm. and to like not have a halfway packed suitcase just ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of weird, and like the weird mentality of traveling for five years. I'm always like looking up for like, oh, this would be good to travel with, you know, things like that, and I don't have to worry about that anymore. Your go bag is now useless. So do you feel grounded? Do you feel like, ah, oh, very grounded, very grounded. Yes. Okay. But uh, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's nice to finally be here, be back. Uh, it was a good five years while it lasted. Yeah. Five, five plus. Um, I have a question about this. Yes. Was this your decision or was it a decision inflicted upon you? Um, I took a promotion at work mm. because of the promotion. I was to, I, I pretty much knew I was going to have to stop the traveling. But yeah. I did it at a great time because, yeah, other reasons. But I'm glad I got out when I did. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you're running from the law from some place you committed murder. I get it. Yes, I get it 100%. Recording from a nondescript location. And there, done that. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen your room in a long time. You know what? I don't think, I think I've seen your this room maybe twice in my entire life. <laughs> the same. I don't think I mean, anyone's really seen this room. Yeah, I'm I saying don't you. Either, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty rare. Um, I think I went up there once to you show me a record once, and then the other time was to let me borrow a movie or a game or something. Um, that was it. It was momentary. Um, interesting. Okay. Um, on my end, nothing much other than um, what are you doing? Luke is apparently messing with the video. Um, no, that kind of what Rafi's doing. We're watching a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> And trying to really catch up to like One Piece <laughs> every once in a while. I am trying so hard to do that. Yeah, then, I I went to go look to see where I was, and I was like, uh-huh. I am not at the eight hundreds. <laughs> no. I was like, yeah, anyway, but it's the like late eight hundreds, I think. Sure. No, yeah, you're up, you're like actually up, you're done. No, no, you're almost done, I think. With, with her, no. You you didn't pass a thousand yet? Nope. No, Ooh. I'm not saying I'm not even close because relatively to the entirety of the show, I am close, but it's not there yet. You're eighty percent of the way there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially. Also, I've been on this like Stephen King kick, where I've been reading a lot of the uh, some of the stuff that he's been obviously he's famous for that I either haven't read or like read a long time that I don't remember. So I've been doing a little bit of that. Like I read Thinner and Pet Cemetery, and I have others waiting in the in the wings. The Langoliers. The Langoliers is a short story. I think I don't think I have any of his short stories yet. But the movie, but, the, but the two part TV maybe. movie was pretty good. I'm reading a different. I'm reading actually a different book regarding cannibalism. It's pretty fun. Um, check that out. But nothing much either. It's been chill, pretty chill here. And um, other than that, I think we should get into some recent discoveries. Pretty self-explanatory. This time, though, we're going to start with Luke Whoa. and recent discoveries, as uh, it was the custom before. Um, so, what the hell have you been watching? Oh uh, well, I'm just going to keep it short. We're just going to keep it with the, like the last two weeks. Hmm. All right. So the first thing I saw and I dragged Rafa with me was Pompo the Cinephile. Okay. It's an animated movie. It was like a limited uh, thing happening. So we we were able to see it on a random Wednesday night. No, Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. Because we have to to see it in English. If we see it on Wednesday, we would have seen it subbed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But essentially, it's about this kid who is enthusiastic, like wants to be a director is following this producer of this like legendary 
uh, director, and he gets his own shot at making his own movie and directing it. And he's taking all the knowledge that he learned. So, like, is it like a is it like um coming of age story? Ah, uh, no, no. I mean, kinda, but I mean, he seems pretty developed. <laughs> he seems pretty developed. Like yeah. he's in, okay. So yeah, I was, I was I was making cracks with Ralph. I, oh, I was making Ralph. Like that this movie's about you. This movie's about me. Yeah, essentially. And you, what? Become, you becoming a director. Right, but but you actually choose his dreams because I haven't yet. Yeah. One okay, there's a huge fucking One difference. A huge fucking difference. Um All right, cool. Um now Rafi, you saw this too, right? My understanding you saw like everything he saw. So Correct, yes. what were your thoughts? Um it was a fun movie to watch overall. It was uh I felt like they took a little bit too much time with certain certain types of things that they did in the movie. Um but besides that I uh I'm just gonna look directly at the camera so you can see my beautiful eyes. But um I uh I felt like uh the movie was it had this it had this cool little charm, but it was also annoying at the same time. Um it was it was overall fun watch and cool to see all the references of like movies and what they do and how you know like the movie the film process and the money aspect. They go into a lot of the situations of the, of those situations and then of like Cool Pumpo is, but the movie's kind of misleading because the main actor isn't isn't Pumpo. That's why I you know. Oh, really? And, yeah. Okay. So it is, but at the same time, she is like the ringleader. So, yes, it kind of works. You know. Um, but yeah, it was overall. Uh, it was. It felt more like a love affair movie, or like a love, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm, my this is my baby, and I want to make it. Um, kind of movie. So, um, okay. I still had fun watching. All right. Sounds good. And then theaters limited release or was? I think it still is. It still might be. Yeah. Okay. Because when I still saw it, yeah. Okay. And um. And now your last movie, Luke, is something we've actually all seen. Not just you and oh, I. Perfect. I saw it too. So what movie is that? And let's get into it. Well, we saw Nicolas Cage as Nick Cage in <laughs> The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Appropriately titled. Indeed. Um, all right. We start with you, I guess. Oh boy! Well, it's an this is an action-packed comedy where Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage, channeling his iconic characters as he's caught between a super fan and a CIA agent. Hmm. That's right. That is the plot description. That's the synopsis. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I had I saw the trailer for this movie and I was like, okay, I might see it. Then as time went on, I said, I probably will never watch this movie, and due to um, <laughs> events that transpired trying to see the Northmen, we mm. ended up seeing the unbearable, you know, massive talent. So you two saw us together, right? Yes, because we were trying to see the Northmen. Yeah, we both got, got screwed it. at the movies. Got it. Oh, that's right. 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 Got Home three back. passes. I already used two. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'll probably give you mine because I'm never going to use them. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> I, I used one for Greg for the, for Friday. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. So you should still charge him. Face nice. value. I did tell him fourteen dollars. <laughs> 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 I'm lasagna. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I so, mean, yes. Yeah, and, 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 and definitely yay. Like much better than I anticipated it. It was hilarious. It was ridiculous. It was. It it was amazing. Definitely see it. All right, Roth. Um. Yes, yeah, so this is a movie I wanted to watch, and then Luke convinced me to go watch Pompo instead, and then I okay. was. Like, 
Okay. And then I was like, oh, look, what are the odds? The world right. wanted me to go watch this movie. He um, wanted us. Yeah, us, yeah. And uh, all I had to do is, you know, the cage. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a really fun movie. I love how uh, Pedro Pascal is, like, um, like kind of, like, nerding out over Nick Cage. And really funny. Um, there's some really cool scenes, even yeah. though I've seen the trailer and I felt like it was going to be ruined. I thought it was, I thought it still did a good job. Um, uh, some of the stuff was meh, but overall, I think I, I still had a fun ride. It was a fun ride. Uh, the action wasn't, wasn't fantastic, but it was good overall. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the movie is so meta, it's kind of bonkers. So I don't know. It's just, it's, a, it's weird to put it into perspective. Um, but I am recommending it to people because I mean it's Nick Cage and all this massive talent. So. Yeah, and the weight that's so unbearable. Exactly. Um, this might be. Uh, I mean, this is in my top three Nicolas Cage movies. Easy. Um, and so of course, Ghost I'm Rider's number with, one. Huh? Ghost Rider. I've never seen Ghost Rider actually, so I don't know about that. Ghost Rider. Um, Luke, stop zooming in. Um, my favorite probably being, uh, I would say, probably adaptation. Um, the Rock, Las Vegas. No, The Rock, and then this movie. <laughs> the Rock. Really? The Rock is probably my number one. That's probably his best. Yeah, movie. I like The Rock a lot too. I like The Rock a lot. So this movie, I mean, honestly, Face Off is number four. Like it's all, it's all Con Air. All of a kind. Yeah, Con Air is up there. Con Air is um, up there. Uh, so is Moonstruck and all that. Anyway, um, I think this is a near perfect movie of of a deconstruction of a man that we know nothing about even after watching this movie because. He, Obviously, he's not playing the real himself. He's just playing a version of the real himself. Um, and I loved it. It was a lot of fun. It had its perfect blend of everything it could have. It, it's uh, it's defacing, humiliating, and the Nicolas Cage awkwardness you can do, like in Family Man, for example. Oh, the Weatherman, sorry. Um, and then backwards again yeah, to like having a lot of fun with uh, with the more you know of Nicolas Cage, the more you'll enjoy it kind of thing. Um, and it works without it, too. As a story of its own, it doesn't just rehash rehash anything or everything. As a matter of fact, it doesn't rehash a bunch at all, and everything is more like a um, an Easter egg for something he's done in the past. And I loved it. I thought it was a great story. It was a lot of fun. Um, highly recommend it. Everyone should watch it. Any Nick Cage fan, if you watch, liked two of his movies, there's no way you're not going to get what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Luke, you, uh, Ralph, you're muted. I'm so sorry. Uh, I said the way it starts uh, is uh, fantastic in my opinion. So, yeah. Well, oh, you mean uh, the uh, the the watching Con Air and shit? Yeah, the, the bunny. Yeah. Oh yeah, put the bunny back. Look, can you fucking stop? I'm, the last time we're doing video, last time. <laughs> um, Subscribe to our video only podcast at our Patreon. I don't get. No, we don't have a Patreon. We don't. We don't deserve one either. And so, um, okay. That is it for that. That's all that Luke has been watching. Now, Raf, what have you have you seen anything else other than that? I have, yeah. I um, I forgot to mention it in the last podcast that we did. Um, I saw Scream, the latest one. Um, hmm. Let's talk about meta stuff. <laughs> this is fucking highly meta. Holy shit! Um, I uh, oh, Leo got nightmares watching this movie. I forgot to it <laughs> why would you take him to see a scary movie? Yeah, why would you cruise. take him to see a slasher movie? Cruise. I saw it on the 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 cruise. <laughs> Um, yeah. I was oh, watching shit. it and I thought he wasn't paying attention and then he's like why is that guy murdering these people I don't like this and I was like oh shit why are you watching this <laughs> uh, so anyways yeah. that's the point um, 
yeah, so uh, this is, uh, you know, Woodsboro sucks, so don't go there. Um, yeah, no, Woodsboro is a real piece of shit. It's the <laughs> Gary, Indiana of the Scream world. It reminds me of, uh, what's that, what's that, uh, in the, in that, uh, the trio of movies that came out, horror movies on Netflix last year? Oh, uh, Fright something, no. Frightmare? Fright- no, no, not anyways. Shit. Oh, anyways. is it the Scream movies? No. no. Anyways, besides the point. Uh, Fear Street. Street. Yeah, Fear Street. Uh, that one side of the city, that one side of the town is like cursed. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Uh, I thought it was the level of meta that they go into and how they explain everything was just kind of on point as to what's going on. Um, and I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was what's it called? Uh, I thought it was fun overall on that aspect, but I did feel like the movie um, relied on that like a little bit wait like that way too much not a little bit too much way too much um, so that yeah. was kind of annoying uh, but besides that I did feel like the movie still felt like a B slasher mm-hmm. um, I still like one and two over um, this is better than the other ones I, I would say I say one two and three one two and this one are the the, 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 the top three in my opinion of the movies. Um, I remember you liking it, um, Oscar, when it came out. Uh, yeah, I was but, a big fan. I never talked about it in the show, I don't think, because it was between other top ten. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but I really liked it. I really liked that, uh, how they always treat Sidney Prescott just right. and they Yeah, they, focus they on do, the, do a good job with those characters. those characters. Yeah, the legends. And I, I think that's probably the best part. I hate to say the beginning of the movie is better, even though they do a lot of intros. Um, because you still want to know who done it, you know, or yeah. who's the guy. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that's great. That's all I like, besides the other ones. <laughs> all right. Um, now I have a few, obviously. So Nicholas Cage, a train is not going to stop here. So uh, a few weeks ago, actually, maybe like two months ago now, um, I was out hanging out with friends and um, I met, we had a, I have a conversation with a, with this older couple and the man in the couple, the husband was a secret service agent. And he started talking, about you know stuff um obviously not details and stuff just details because i mean no like people he guarded but like for the government and all that he did it for many years he was recently retired and so i asked him the question what is your favorite secret service movie right i never get to ask that question and so i did and he said guarding tess <laughs> who's tess it's your mom clearly so ah, here's the ah, synopsis a former U.S. First, na- first Lady, sorry, a former U.S. First Lady wants a particular Secret Service agent to head her bodyguard detail, even though he can't stand her. <laughs> it's a comedy where Nicolas Cage plays a Secret Service agent and Shirley MacLaine plays the... Uh, MacLaine? The ex-First Lady. No, no. Oh. Uh, first, uh, although spelled the same way, I think. Um, the First Lady, that's, uh, you know, the elder First Lady. Yeah. And this movie's from 1994. So it is very much in that vein. Um, it is hilarious. And it also makes it, um, I don't want to say darker, but it makes it a little more fucked up having heard this guy describe his, de- like the most accurate Secret Service movie is Guarding Tess, where like the Secret Service agents in this movie are treated like manservants, basically, <laughs> to the people oh, that they're guarding. I can, I can and see And it's that, really yeah. funny. And it's really funny. And obviously a little dark because of the implications. Um yeah, so I saw it based on that, and obviously it's a good time to see it. Uh, having you know, with the unbearable weight of massive talent, they also dropped a guarding test. They did uh, reference. Yeah. Yes. When did that and come it, out? Ninety four. Eons. 
94. Uh, the year before our youngest brother was born. There you go. Think of it that way. <laughs> Don't remind you. <laughs> so 26 years ago, whatever how old he is. Um, yeah. 26 PD. P- <laughs> <laughs> BD. Um, before Danny. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Actually, that would, that would be one PD, right? Yeah. Yeah. One PD. Bitch. Anyway, uh, next up here. Uh, uh, by the way, I really liked it. Charming. It's on Hulu. Check it out. I recommend it. Oh, it's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Hulu is uh, next things now. I, next I, up here. Yeah, go I ahead. can see you're renting it. That's why. Oh, no. I mean, I would have probably if it turned up, but I, I just saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy told me about the movie. And then there you go. I also saw Turning Red, which I know you mentioned before, Ralph. I finally saw it um, two nights ago on Disney+. Plus. Oh, nice. The latest Pixar film. Have you seen this, Luke? Which yes. Patrick I saw it with my niece nah. and my little nephew. She loves it. Did you like it? Anyway. Um, yeah, that was cute. Yeah. I really liked it. I mean, I didn't think, uh, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, Pixar movies could be, they're always pretty good. It's kind of hard to break whatever. Yeah. Not that they're, all the movies are amazing. Right. They went like, after the Hispanic community, now they're going after the Asian community. Right. A little bit. A little <laughs> we're bit. all toxic. Um, no, but it's, uh, yeah, we're all toxic, right? Mm. No, I really like the... All the relationships in the movie. I really like the little girl growing up thing. I also like the, you know, how sexual it is, puberty, hitting puberty, and how that can look and weird and, and feel and all that. And the boy band was actually kind of believable as a boy band. Like, their, their songs was a little believable. Like, whoever wrote this was really nice. Um, and I, I got to see a kaiju panda, which I didn't think I'd get to see. <laughs> and I saw it. Right. And it was so worth it to see that. It's a, it's a really fun movie. Um, I don't know if it'll survive and the year stuff, but man, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I did see a small interview with the um, the composers or the for the for the music, and they were talking about the uh, the boy band. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, we just thought, like, what does every boy band like? What what do they hit? Right? Are they like mentioned all the hits? Right? All the things? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were like, and we just had a song, and all of a sudden, we're like, fuck, this is believable." <laughs> Yeah, well, I heard that. Uh, I mean, I read the thing that it was uh, well that Billie Eilish and her partner, her brother, or whatever. I think. Yeah, yeah. They both did the music for it, so or wrote it. I mean. Yep. All right. So, and then obviously the Unbearable Weight is on on here. Talked about that. Uh, one last thing is that I'm doing my own side thing on Batman. Roth. I'm going to watch a bunch of the animated Batman that are not going to be covered in the main show. You better recommend this. No, I'm saying I'm, we can, you can certainly, but I'm gonna watch a bunch of them. And well, one I, of them was, I, I mean, uh, I've probably already seen this, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the ones that look good, I guess. I don't know. Um, and I saw a, I saw this uh, Batman: The Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two, um, which are from, um, oh, I had the year here just suddenly, 2012. 2012. Yeah. And um, this is a uh, very interesting. It's the type of Batman we don't usually get to see. Batman has not been seen for 10 years. A new yep. breed, of, breed of criminal ravages Gotham City, forcing 55-year-old Bruce Wayne back into the cape and cowl. But does he still have what it takes to fight crime in a new era? It is uh, Batman for the new generation, right? But the same guy. So, like, he has to learn how to use so. a computer. He has to tell people to get off his lawn. <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, I found it enjoyable. I wish uh, I wish it didn't move so slow, and I wish it was one movie, and I don't know why they need they felt the need to separate it personally into these uh, two parts. I think it's because it's separated in the comics as well. 
Yeah. No, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's reasons for everything because there's so many comics on everything, graphic novels, uh, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's anything original anymore about Batman, really. Um, right. But we still get like the pearl scene, for example, in this one. Got to have those pearls. Yeah, got to have those pearls. Yeah. I mean, we don't, but a lot of movies insist on it. Um, like I said, I liked it a lot. Um, didn't end up exactly how I wanted it, but I like the Return of the Joker. I do like overall how they put in Superman, but I didn't like how they forced forced him in there. Yeah, but, but it, has a, it has a cool crazy. ending. Yeah, it has a cool scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a cool fight scene. Um, but it does have a badass ending in a way that I never imagined Batman's ending to be. That I found kind of hopeful, and uh, when when all you can think of when this character is involved is not hopeful at all. Like, <laughs> like the way he's gonna stop is this, is if he gets killed. That's it, right. you know. Um, so yeah, interesting. I liked it overall. Part one and two, I feel they're all the same piece too. That does feel yeah, like a part I one. I feel like I remember I didn't put this on their list mm-hmm. for the fact that we're gonna do the trilogy. And we're gonna the, do uh, what trilogy? Nolan's. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like uh, we don't need to talk about the same or very similar things. Some of the similar things, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I get it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all that's on HBO Max. They have everything. Is, uh, they have a see. decent collection for DC stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do. So check that out, guys. Guys, And that's it for recent discoveries. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to review our first film of the evening, finally. And that's going to be The Northman, Robert Eggers' third film, The Northman. Um... <laughs> Stay with us. From the visionary director, Robert Eggers comes the Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. This is the Northman, or the prequel to True Blood, as I've been calling it. Um, Why? I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, written by Sion and Robert Eggers, as well as directed by him, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Clay Spang, uh, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, okay, other names that um, like Anya Taylor Joy is in this, of course, Gustav Lind, um, Elliot Rose, Phil Martin. I was gonna hope, okay, I know I can't read their character names so much, but at least their actor names or the real names is much hey, easier. more power to you if you can. I mean, I know some, I think, but not, not most, not enough. So, um, this is the Northman, of course, Robert Eggers. I mean, we are fans of him. I would say I'm probably the biggest fan out of the three of us, probably. probably. Um, I'm guessing this guy made The Witch mm-hmm. uh, a few years back and then made The Lighthouse, a movie yep. that I did not understand but was intriguing, entrancing, pretty beautiful to watch in its grotesque nature. Um, and it's sweaty nature, too. Um, yeah. And then this is his third film, The Northman here. And obviously this guy has had, there's three things. There's a few things that would call, that you can call Robert Eggers' movie to be one of his. One is the attention to detail to the historical, I don't want to say accuracy, but it feels like it's accurate. And I know that in the past, especially with The Witch, that a lot of those accuracies were actually really well handled, and detailed really well for a movie that nobody wanted or expected. Um... And this one, I think, is no different, I would say. It feels that way, too. Um, it is a revenge tale. It is also very different from his last two movies, plot-wise and character-wise, um, even though some of the same flourishes of camera work is still there. Yeah, so basically, I'm going to start off by saying that my impressions of the movie is that while I do believe it is, um, out of the three movies, is, um, I think, the, le- the one I like the least, I still think it's a very good movie. And I had a lot of fun watching it, and it kept me intrigued 
and interested in it uh, all the while, even though I wish it had more complicated or layered aspects that I wanted. Um, I definitely wanted more of that. I wish for more of that. And I also wish for something that I'm after revealing spoilers regarding the magical realism, shall we say, of the movie. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. A fun revenge tale. I love them. Now I want to go yeah. on to Raf here. Raf, what did you think? Uh, so as far as the... I'm going to bear some stuff. I, I think uh, I have heard of that. Uh, Igers does like to do like that factual stuff going on. Um, from, uh, but I don't, this is where the, this is where I don't know what's fact or not. I want to almost like do some research, but I didn't do any research, but mm-hmm. I should do some research. But anyways, as to like how, uh, certain, you know, uh, like Vikings, I guess, right? That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Vikings. Um, you know what they, I, a lot of it felt real and a lot of it felt genuine to be honest with you. I mean, a lot of it felt like, holy fuck. Um, like kind of balls to the wall, but I—that's what I've also heard. I've I've also heard that, you know, yeah. From, but it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but besides that, I uh, I thought the acting was kind of. Um, I I love Nicole Kidman in this movie. I'll tell you right away. Um, Everyone's been saying that about it. Yeah, sure. I love I love Nicole Kidman. Um, don't get me wrong, I like uh, uh, Skarsgård as well, um, and. Uh, some other actors um, will get along with them. The foe's always great. Um, but I felt like uh, the movie was... Uh, I, I didn't really... I haven't, I've only seen The Witch once. Actually, I've only seen all his movies once, to be really honest with you. Um, and I didn't really like The Witch a lot when it came out. Or, uh, I, Lightfall was on. The, the Lighthouse, I'm sorry. was one of those also where it's just like... Uh, mm. <laughs> it visually it was fantastic to watch don't get me wrong with the lighthouse and um, I think uh, on point like you said as well with this movie um, just the, the attention to detail with like the houses the set like uh, in certain areas that, that they're in um, everything felt like the location was like on point like that was legit like a fucking town that was lived in or something you know yeah. um, it, it felt it all felt genuine none of it felt like uh, like a set piece or anything um, so that was that was done really well, and I feel like he has this thing for like grandiose um, like scenes, like something uh, some big scenes, mm-hmm. um, especially the last scene of this movie, which we'll get to later. Because um, obviously spoilers, uh, it's fucking like bonkers in its own way. Um, yeah, I just feel like uh, some of it felt I don't know what's genuine or what's not. And then talking about the whole like uh, uh, mystical, mythical, right? Things that's going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's fucking everywhere, and I was like, it's that's where that's where I definitely want to talk to you about it. Spoilers, which I'm sure we'll get to soon. Yes, uh, but yeah, I overall came out. Kind of, I I one time during the movie was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I literally said it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but besides that, uh, uh, I did like the movie overall. But, yeah. All right, Luke. <clears throat> yes. Okay, so I actually thought this was gonna be like a. I saw like half a trailer for this movie, mm-hmm. so I thought it was gonna be like a generic ass Viking action movie, like popcorn flick type of thing. Oh, really? Like yes. um, Bar- uh, Conan the Barbarian shit? I mean, something like that. Yeah, something along the lines. And I was fucking shocked to see how good this movie was. Hmm. So yes, I was really awesome. pleased. 
Awesome. Uh, had some great camo work. I love like uh, the constant, like the, the ch- just like following certain people. How they go from like fucking bright ass outside to like this dark interior back to this light. I mean, it's a lot of cool changes like that. I like how the the steady cameras during uh, like some of the fighting scenes made it more bearable oh, to watch. Sure. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. No, yeah, that's some real good camera work going on here. Um, you know, it's uh, this movie does feel like. For sure, like Conan the Barbarian. You know, you know what this is actually based on. If you do research, this is like one of those um, oral tale, oral oral stories. They get, you know they said a lot back then, and it was uh, Amleth is the guy's name, right? Um, uh-huh. It sounds like Hamlet. Like Hamlet was inspired by this original <laughs> story. Yeah, which is why it feels like Hamlet. If anyone read Shakespeare, was forced to read Shakespeare, like I was. Uh, that's what this is. This is a story of Hamlet, obviously told more. I would say more brutally in this one, and obviously a different time period. I would say probably significantly. I thought it was Lion King. Lion King. That's another one, <laughs> which is funny because that's obviously Shakespearean. Yeah. It's based on Hamlet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's based on lions. Uh, it's not based on lions. Um, yeah, for sure, uh, Luke. I agree. Uh, I also agree with you, what you say about the the camera work, man. In this movie, I feel like um, it's you know it's probably Robert Eggers' most accessible movie. It's like the one movie that audiences can watch and like understand it, you know. And I'm not saying a hundred percent of the time, but by far way more than The Lighthouse and probably more than The Witch. Um, it is because this could be a, I mean, this is Conan the Barbarian essentially, right? Updated, and it's very simple. Like, it's a simple revenge story. I mean, he has a mantra that goes with it. I will what is it? I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Fjorn. Or Some, Fjorn. Yeah. 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 He has, like, a mantra, like Arya Stark, right? Naming all oh the names God. before bad yeah. every night. You know, it has a very same feel to it. And it's, like, that story only. And along the way, some of the stuff is confusing or weird or whatever. But, man, that scene, that action scene, which is in the trailer, I think, where he catches the fucking spear... And throws it the fuck back, like his introduction to adulthood. Yeah, like after the <laughs> that was so badass. After yeah. the Hakuna Matata, and he's all grown yeah. up. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's catching spears and throwing it back. You know, yeah. Timon and Pumbaa though. No, no, they're dead. They're long, they long. They weren't cut out to survive in the world. <laughs> he ate them for protein because he motherfucker was buff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this guy is huge. Dude, he got huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is why people feared the Vikings. You know that physique. The unrelentless. Well, it was like a crew of like ten or twelve that just came in and was like, hey, "We're gonna fuck your but shit." They were all bigger than all of their soldiers. Yeah. Like every one of those, they were no, not they, ready. No, they, they were, were not. not ready. No, no, it was like it was a it was massacre. Like, like watching basketball players go go against like bitches. You know, yeah. it looked like that, but it wasn't. It yeah. was the case. I think they prefer dwarves. But oh, hey, f- fun thing I just looked up. <laughs> Sorry. What Am the story of Amleth uh-huh. is actually the inspiration for Hamlet. That's what I meant to say. Didn't I say that? Uh, I think you said it vice versa. The, yeah. oh, I meant to say that. That's is the original. Obviously it would have to be because of the time period. Yeah. Um but yeah, this was originally. This is the origin. Origins from it's like the Grim for, Grim Fairy Tales version of Hamlet. <laughs> right? Huh. When you think of it that way. Um Yeah. And and I think that uh Scars so are the H. Yeah, no, I just added an H, I guess. I don't know. I don't oh, know how it's spelled. Age. Yeah. Um, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, he did. It's like Neo and the one. You just move the O, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, basically. Um, anyway, uh, I really love his performance. I think he's a little too um, 
Ryan Gosling in a way where like he has to kind of meet one or two emotions basically, you know, and he has to look tired when he has to. And when he has to look injured, he just walks it off. So I would say he doesn't have a whole lot to play with. Not that he's not doing a lot of good work here, but yeah. like I would say it's Anya Taylor-Joy that has a little bit more fun with her role. And obviously, as we all, I agree with you, Ralph, Nicole Kidman nails it, <sighs> especially <laughs> in that third act and shit. Yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy also. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get that. Uh, no, I just enjoy. Uh, I would say, yeah, she. It does look like she has more. Uh, she does have fun with the role, but it does. It, she feels like she's got like a, a longer leash than other actors in the movie. Well, I would say she's the co-star, the nearest co-star. I, I, I would agree with you 100. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, like, in comparison to where the role she is in the movie, yeah, she's like mm -hmm. got that leash. Yeah, sure. I, I let her invade me, like, like from the beginning the beginning from the get-go not just like from the okay yeah for sure um I, I can go with that you know and she's probably the other than nicole kidman she's probably the most sellable bankable actress there <laughs> bangable yeah that's not what i meant queen's gambit, right? <laughs> yeah queen's gambit i mean i think queen's gambit alone is what did it oh that's right that's also you her. can go with split also you can go with other major movies that made a lot of money yeah i was just trying to think of a, last night in soho her that's not yeah. all. Didn't make a lot of money, but yeah, that one's. Cool. I was thinking about, like, thinking about her. her latest biggest hit or something, or her <coughs> most recent biggest hit. Yeah, which I think would be. Yeah. yeah oh, the, the, she's the, also yeah. gonna be. She's gonna be Princess Peach in the Mario movie. Uh, I don't know what to feel about that one. I'm gonna <laughs> wait and see on that one. Um, all right, so let's get to spoilers for the Northman. I think we want to talk about some crazy shit in here, especially regarding the religion. I mean, how does one spoil Hamlet? That's right. You're right. You know how it ends, guys. Anyway, here it comes anyway. Spoilers for the uh, Northman starting right now. Swear to God, Luke. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Seriously, uh, how does one spoil Hamlet? Okay. You swine. A lot of people that did not pay attention to school. That's all I'm saying. Um, so it's not like C-spot, C-spot, run, run, spot, run. Oh, man, you ruined the run, spot, run part. You know, <laughs> right. It's not quite so black and white, okay? Anyway. Um, I think among other things, besides the, uh, the accuracy of everything locked, uh, whatever the, you know, they're, they have a lot of great accuracy to the customs, traditions, how people thought, like the lack of morality that <laughs> there are things in play here that is so beyond the pale. Like that person would be seen as completely an alien to us today. Yeah. And I think, uh, those differences are so there for us to engage on and like holy shit like anytime that someone says oh man i wish that we went back in time to the old times like no you don't they only didn't have they didn't have plumbing but they treated <laughs> each other like shit literally all and like actual shit they would kill yeah. you for nothing for existing they will burn your children in a fucking building while we hear the screams uh that seemed kind of hard yeah, they'll enslave you and the other building is where we rape all the women you know right. whatever on the streets <laughs> doesn't matter very animalistic um, so, uh, how do you guys, I mean, I, I, we're not experts in this stuff, but like, how do you guys feel about how alien it all was? Like, how, oh, dude, it was weird. You know? As, especially the first thing with, uh, you know, Ethan Hawke being the father and then the son, you know, how they had that thing where he's like, I got to make him into a, a king or whatever, mm -hmm. to be ready to take the throne or whatever. Yeah. And they do that like whole tribalistic thing Wolf where they drink thing, the, the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then you see him like, you know, and it's just like, he seems like a hallucination, but then you see like the camera pans down. It's like they're just sitting there. Yeah, 
and it's like oh okay this is what they're kind of imagining or this is what they're hallucinating or yes. whatever and i'm like that's kind of cool and it was i think another instance of when they kind of did that you're like you're seeing this crazy thing but it's actually just this normal thing yeah let's talk about the common use of drugs uh <laughs> Yeah. That they totally have mushrooms, LSD. So you think they're uh, taking drugs? I think, think at all times. Doing this? I think a lot of the times it is, but then a lot. Then there's other parts of the movie that, like for example, that scene, what whatever he's drinking out of is a dog, right? Mm-hmm. That he, mm-hmm. you know, like that's obviously like fucking tainted with like LSD or something, you know? Like start him young or some or something to that nature, and it has to be that's, that's what all the uh, whatever the priest slash fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Will Defoe, yeah, Will, <laughs> Will Defoe, whatever he's whatever he's doing the concoction thing, right? Yeah, uh, he's making for them. It's like to help them. Like you know, you're gonna see a vision. You're gonna see this thing. And that's not. That's just. That's just true along nature in like so many different cultures. I mean, so many different cultures, right? Yeah. The, the most yeah. modern culture that we can think of is uh, the Native Americans, with like you know giving you like a spirit vision with like the uh, not opium but peyote with, uh, with peyote, yeah. Stuff like that. That's like, and that's just for us, like here in the United States. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, I just feel like that has to be like one of the big things that's going on. Then, so I mean, there, I, there's a hallucinogenic in uh, Alaska. Alaska says the like weird fungus that grows on trees. It's called like punk ash or something. And I know that the natives love that shit. And I'm like, how is this shit still legal? People are like, no one knows it exists unless you're from here. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, yeah. it's, it's native to just there. It pretty you much. Even, you can't even market it. You just have to find it and use it. Yeah, they do, do they just harvest it themselves and they fucking awesome. just trade it amongst each other. <laughs> do what you can to avoid the cold or have fun with the cold. <laughs> right. um, I, that sounds awesome. I want to know more about that. Punk Ash, that was a cool name, if that's true. Um, you know, I, you know that you know. I didn't think about that drug theory, Ralph. That's a good one. It actually kind of make me... Because this movie dances around... It, the yeah. fact whether or not uh, their belief system is real or not. Yeah, it's that. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so for sure. It's like what yeah, are, he fights that guy to get the sword, and then the yeah. camera pans, and the guy was there the whole time. He just takes the sword from a, a dead cadaver or whatever. A cadaver, right? That's so. and, then, but, and then you have like, well, let's let's stay with the sword. And you mm-hmm. have a sword where it can't even be unsheathed. It can't be unsheathed in the daylight, right? Right, like that's no cool. one, like which is yeah, which is kind of cool with a guy with the uh, cut nose. That's you know. Mm. No, I can't do it. And that's a um, stump. That is an ugly ass stump. Oh yeah. Also, that's a visceral scene later. Yes. Um, anyways, but like, yeah, that's. What I was talking. To, I saw this with my. I saw this with my wife because she loves Viking stuff. And she left the movie. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, and I was like, right. But she, we were talking about that right away, which was like, I don't know if like, it was all like drugs. Most of it was drugs. Some of it, or is it their faith? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, um, is it all just that? Is it is it what we're what they're trying to portray to us, right? Um, uh, through whatever the person is, how he's how he perceives it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mainly uh, Amleth. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't know where where that entitles, right? And then I also asked the question, which was like, did, do you think he was dead the first time he's about to get taken to Valhalla potentially, right? Um, or and everything else is just him imagining it, right? Or is it something? That's another question I have right. for you. I'll yeah, I, I, that's another question. I, I brought it up, and my wife immediately dismissed it. I was like, "No, you're an idiot." I'm here to watch Viking shit. I wasn't here to think. <laughs> right, um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so before we get to that, because that's a bomb a little bit for sure on that. Yeah. Wait, uh, Luke, do you have an opinion on this drug thing before I continue? Uh, drugs are cool. I like how they uh, 
drugs are cool. <laughs> they, they use, I think, <laughs> the, uh, the mushrooms and like the enemy thing. That was my favorite thing because yeah. they had no idea. Yes. Yes. They're just like, what the fuck? I'm and tripping them, balls and they're, shit. They're getting, they're getting like killed by spirits and shit. <laughs> right. It's but, uh, working really cool. Yeah. Also, uh, how uh, much of a mushroom that does it look like from Alice in Wonderland? Uh, Psychological warfare is what it is. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland <laughs> right, style. Uh, but another cool thing was the... Because um, obviously I think the the one chick, the blonde chick was Russian. So they had like these pagan traditions. Whereas the other ones had like Nordic traditions and they still kind of let them experiment. Mm-hmm. Like they let them do their whole thing with, I think, with like when it was in Maine, they were all frolicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, okay. yes, yes, because all the slaves were from one area, and the owners are from a different area entirely. It is a mi- a bit of a mix mash, you know, mishmash of that kind of stuff of these cultures, uh, and one stew, and she even makes a stew that looks like a mishmash of a bunch of cultures. Actually, um, there's so many questions about it, but I think uh, my honest my honest interpretation is that um, I think Robert Eggers made a a a true, as true enough a depiction as, as you can from a story as if, you know, the gods and everything existed. If, they, if you know, if you believe it and if they're there, if the story is said like, oh, you know, th- this happened, this happened, then, it, then it's real. So I think in the magic, in the movie, sorry, the magic is real. And we call it magic, they call it religion, they call it the gods, whatever. Um, they call getting stoned. I mean, yeah, I would yeah. say there's one prime example. There's more than one, but uh, the one I can think of is when the ravens came in and cut them down. The ravens, yeah. Right, they cut him down. They let him go, right? And he was able to fight another day, so to speak. Um, but uh, ultimately, maybe this movie is more about choice. But before we get to that, uh, wanna, what, what Roth bring up, brought up earlier about um, is he dreaming this? Do we like this theory? I don't. I don't like this theory at all. But I had to bring it up. Yeah. Like I don't think he was because I don't like that either. Yeah. But it should be asked. Do you have an opinion on that, Luke, or do you feel he like he did? He did dreaming. He did. Did he died in that? He died before he died. No, at the end. Okay. <laughs> before that, um, he was probably just like I think it was like maybe at the brink of death, but he's like nah. Well, also my question would then be how did because um, she he wakes up in that awesome spring with Anya Taylor Joy, right? Pretty great way to wake up, and um, and how did she get him there? He's a big fucking guy. She's she's a slave. She's used to hauling up big shit. Probably. She said, "I dragged you," but she also had horses, so maybe the horses weren't that far. Hmm. And I don't know. I mean, she is being put to work all the time, so I'm not surprised that she can getting worked on. Well, that too. But getting, uh, I think she's also probably more built than we give her credit. Like a woman day and age right now, no fucking way. But back then. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're willing to rationalize it. I mean, I'm willing to do it too. I'm willing I, to rationalize. I don't have a legit answer though. Either. No, no, do it. But yeah, but then again, like I, I mean, said, hey. a lot of stuff going on in the movie. That she can play Russia. She can play Russia. Like, I'll play Ukraine. She can invade me. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I also feel like, um, like I think there was more to the story regarding Anya Taylor Joy's character than we actually saw. There was. Yeah. Um, I feel there's a couple of times in the movie, one part, one part in particular. This is when, um, when he. When he uh, outs himself as the as the father, right, of this guy, and he's here for revenge. The son. And the son, sorry, the son. And um, and he like leaves and leaves her, right, and then comes back right before she gets killed, right, when he's trying to find out who's doing this, who's uh, yes, right, who's terrorizing him or whatever, who killed his son, and like, yeah, that's that seems like a weird cut. I feel like there was more, and they recut it. At that time, because it felt like a weird, right? 
Gotta watch the director's cut. I, if there is one, I'm gonna watch it because I also think that a lot of the psychological warfare the shit that he does, like posting all those bodies in that weird way, which looked like straight up horror movie. Jesus. Yeah, he fucked him. That was some shit. I was asking my wife the same thing. I was like, that was like make some shit. Hold on, like, how much time did he have to put those fucking bodies? Right? How did nobody notice him? And nobody I, sees it? Where does he get the name? Well, how did he get I, him to stay up that way? I, right. There, there's a lot of things about that for sure, but it's more... I mean, how did nobody notice him? I get that, because they're all fucking idiots. But how did, uh, like, just the sheer amount of time and effort yeah. you have to put to do that? And I almost felt like that's all a little bit of a mystical mysticism going on there as well. I felt Maybe. like I felt like he didn't even do that. They were like, Willem Dafoe's character was like, I got you, bro. Don't worry. You know, like, <laughs> he's not even in this. Even though he's not even there, yeah. yeah. Um, he a random cave. Yeah, yeah interesting. Um, yeah, so I think all that was her idea. Oh, that she was doing a lot of the work behind the scenes, too. And it we didn't see any of it. And I feel like the movie missed something there in showing us that. Because I felt like she was useless in good chunks of the movie. Yeah, um, but I also, like she, progressing it. I but, also felt like she was bringing in... Uh, she was bringing in her own like religion, right? Which she was, mm-hmm. uh, but her yeah. own like faith and everything into it as well. Um, and uh, I felt like uh, I could I could see why you would not want to use her too much, just because you're probably trying to stick to you know <laughs> the Nordic stuff. Yeah, it also could be influence, like a I don't know, studio influence could be. I don't know what's going on, but usually his uh, movies have more usually a little more direction and purpose to them, like one like a singular. And I think this one was a little more fragmented. And again, the most accessible one because it's very nearly an action period piece, right? A revenge tale thing. And it's very, very interesting to watch, but also like not a super lot to offer. Um, as for the ending, I mean, way better than the than the Anakin Obi-Wan lava scene, right? I would say so, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty badass. That was pretty cool. But his choice, though, this movie is about choice, too. Um, he doesn't never, he never knew how good he had it, never knew how good he could have gotten it. And his quest to follow his dreams, his traditions, what he believed to be the signs of the gods. Odin, I clearly loves this guy, right? He is heading to Valhalla at the end. Now he doesn't cross the threshold, which is interesting, but I think that it's pretty much crossing it. Um, all that's happening. And like, it's clearly all the wrong choices. You think she's going to be fine? No. <sighs> no. Everything in this world says that she's not going to be great with, with her two kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's um, probably going to be enslaved again. She's swinging up. Huh? She is definitely swinging up. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't sound or, like a great, yeah, you know. Which was funny because like, I could have sworn she said in her visions, if they stayed together, they would be uh, they would lead a fruitful life, right? Yeah, something like that. So, has she stayed with him for the battle? Would they have led a fruitful life? You mean got on a swim? Yeah, like if they never left. Instead, they fought. No, maybe that's part of the, the way you take the, the choice out of her, maybe, or the control out of it, because of how yeah. late he came to that realization to stay. Yeah. When he could have stayed before they got the boat and shit, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. But now, Nicole Kidman, though. The mother... Mother character, what do we say to this? What? Hold on. Mother of the year right there. <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought I, I kind of saw that coming. What did you see coming? Yeah, what did you see? That she was part of it. Part of what? The, part the of betrayal. The part of the dad's death? Yeah. Oh, okay. The king's death? 
Yeah, a part of me was like, like when I was watching the movie, I'm like, I was, she was probably in on it. That's why she's still with them. She actually loves those two children that are, you know, assholes. Hmm. Did you see her? Uh, okay. Did you see her differently, Ralph? Differently, how? That conversation they have where what, what Luca just is grabbing about. Oh, yeah. I saw a nice, like, fucking 180. Like, she was, like, super nice person to these two kids. You know, like, mom. Like, just a straight up mom. Yeah. That you see her interacting with them, you know, guiding them through life, mm-hmm. making, you know, life choices. And then she talks to and finds out it's her, it's, it's, it's her old son, right? Her technically firstborn. Um, and, uh, and like, you see, like, this, this cheesy, like, this turn of, like, uh, almost like a fucking, like, a witch. She was, like, a witch just weeding, you know, like, the whole time just, like, to show her true face. And she, she only shows it in front of, in like, in true disgust only to, like, certain people. And that's that's the person she decided to show it right then and there, too. You know, it just happened to be too amorous. Uh Which, I mean... So then, then, so then do you buy that what she said about having the king, ki- the old, her old husband killed and him killed and was happy with a new life and shed? All that uh, on her or partly her or anything like that? No, no, I, I do buy that, yeah. I do buy that it was, like, all that, everything that she says... Um, I think uh, I think she does try to sell to a certain extent uh, some of it. Like uh, I didn't I didn't love you or I didn't love you, you know, kind of like that to that aspect. Because I think mm-hmm. she's just trying to distance herself or not have any more feelings. Um, but at the same time, man, she just yeah, she did this like crazy. She did do this like a crazy turn, especially to like you know coming from the perspective of Ameth, you know, who's he's trying to save her in a weird way, you know. Yeah, more than. Um... I kind of see it as, uh, you know, when she showed her scar, the slaver scar, mm-hmm. huh? saying that that's where that's where she came from. She was turned into a, a wife for this guy who never gave a shit about her. And looking back, thinking back on Ethan Hawke's king kingness king kingship in the beginning, um, yeah, I, he didn't really care about her. He just wanted to care about the son. He only cared about the son, the, the heir, right, the next king, yeah, kind of thing, kind of that. that the fruit of my loins. Food of my loins. That's right, um, and I'm, I know I kind of bought her a little bit, but ultimately I came down to, I think she's just a survivor and would say and do anything. It doesn't really care about anyone except her own self, and I think that she was pissed a hundred percent that he came back. Oh yeah. Actually, that so, yeah, I think that's what it was, and everything she said, all the venom she was like spewing at him, was just to make him suffer, because he coming back ruins her entire life. And it did. Which it, Got it, her killed. Okay. And her kid killed. And her, yeah. you know, killed. What everyone killed. <laughs> everyone dies. Um, obviously, I was a little saddened, but obviously, it was the only way that really ended is having him die at that scene, right? Or from his wounds. Like he's not him not making it back is more fucked up, but also more interesting than if he lived and like made it back. It, you know, a happy ending does not exist. I don't think in any Robert Eggers movie ever. So why would he start now? Yeah. <laughs> Next movie he does is going to be like all sunshine and rainbows and shit. For all I know. I don't want, break, break the streak, bro. Um, okay. But that's... Well, oh, yeah. Don't, oh, just a, here's the last thing. Unless you guys know something else, of course. Um, I call this a prequel to True Blood because Alexander Skarsgård plays a one of the main characters in True Blood. You guys know him? Have you guys seen True Blood? I saw, like, the first season. Okay, like then the you remember, season. right? Eric? Eric the Vampire? The Vampire, yeah. Yeah. He's... Uh, so if you watch, I've seen the whole show, and you get like you get enough of his history. And his history is that, uh, before he was turned, he lived hundreds of years ago as a 
as a Viking. He wasn't a Viking. And he was called Eric Northman. <laughs> and his he describes that his family were killed by the king. Like, he was a prince and that his uh, father was killed by his brother. And shit. Like, like, he says it, like, offhandedly because this was doesn't give a shit anymore. But, like, he says that. And this movie feels like the pre like his origin story it really feels huh. like it so any two blood fans out there think back on it rewatch the show tell me what you think um pretty accurate anyway um i i, I just, you guys have anything else uh no that was a fucked up game of uh football whatever the hell they were playing oh man you mean Conf- like football rugby. rugby i don't know what the fuck that bloody was bloody rugby <laughs> Viking croquet? What what was that thing? I have no idea. They were fucking each other up. Yeah, I saw. um, It kind of reminded me of uh, a little bit of that uh, game they played in the Sword of Truth novels. Dude, I thought the same thing. Obviously, they use a bigger ball, though. They do. It is right. It's like uh, one of those heavy balls. Um, Anyway, um, a quaffle. No, it wasn't a quaffle. That's Harry Potter. Um, but about that size, though. But much heavier. Uh, I would say that, uh, you know, uh, I was talking to a friend about this movie who has seen it, and that he was very confused about that because, like, what would the family have to follow the rules? When the boy went in there with the qua- ball, I almost said quaffle, with the ball, <laughs> and he tries to make a goal, right, because he's young, he doesn't know. And right. everyone's, like, scared. And, like, I knew, at least here's right where I think. Because it could be something else. He was saying that like, he was confused that they were scared because, oh, since he has the ball, they all can go and tackle him and kill him in this violent game. And I was like, no, because they're all slaves and they get a chance yeah. to kill the one of the princes. Yeah, They're going to take it before they get killed themselves. Well, He's I thought, out in the open field. It's dangerous with all these like slaves. Yeah. I don't know. I think he would show some restraint. Be like, yeah, he's you know, might lead to a better life if I don't kill this little shit. Well, mm. I thought I thought that, and I thought I think also the big guy was just he's dumb. Dumb, yeah, oh, yeah. He was just uh, a, a big, yeah. Not, a lot, not a lot of smart people. In no, 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 not. But I think he was just genuinely like, I'm just gonna beat the fuck out of anybody's on the field. Yeah, I guess so. That's also true. But anyway, that was the fear. And uh, when I explained that, he's like, oh, that makes more sense. I'm like, yes, he's not following the rules of the game for, for the rules' sake. Anyway, um, that is it for our review of The Northman. Check it out. Still in theaters. We recommend it. Um, I think all of us pretty well. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film of the evening, which is, that is, Windfall. Stay with us. A man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home. But things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last-minute getaway. This is Windfall. Currently on Netflix. Written and directed by Charlie McDowell. Also story by Justin Later and Jason Siegel. Funny enough, it stars Jason Siegel, Lily Collins, and Jesse Plemons. Basically just those three. There is a fourth and a voice actor also somewhere in there. Um, there's also the screenplay was written by Andrew Kevin Walker as well uh, screenplay by him and later Kevin Walker is the guy famous for writing Seven the movie Seven. Oh, oh shit okay yeah that's him I don't know that's, that's, that's the reaction I expected um, well yeah well he's <laughs> where's he been I mean, he's, he does stuff anyway 
I picked this movie because I heard interesting things about it. Obviously, I like the director. I like his last movie or one of his last movies, the uh, the one I love a lot. We reviewed that movie as part of our marathon last year, if you remember, Luke. Yes, I do. Yeah, with uh, Elizabeth Olsen and I forgot the other guy's name. Oh, oh yes. Um, um, the, yeah. the, the wiener looking dude. The what, dude? It doesn't matter. But he made that movie. It's like one of those. It's a weird comedy. It's, a, it's I guess it's a rom-com, but it's like a dark rom-com that has a supernatural sci-fi almost element to it. Involving Mark like, Duplass. Mark Duplass, that's right. Involving um, doppelgangers, essentially. And I didn't think that this movie would be exactly the same. But obviously, I really liked that movie. I was going to see what, what we made after that. So here we are with Windfall. Uh, Roth, we're going to start with you this time instead of myself. So what did you think of Windfall? Well, I'll tell you the first thing I thought. Was back in my day, we used to rob billionaires. Now we got to rob billionaires. Back in billionaires. your day. Tech billionaires. Tech right. billionaires. You got to with tech specifically. Yeah, my apologies. My apologies. Uh, I will say um, uh, this made me want a cup of orange juice. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Or a glass. Um, besides that, I feel like the movie was... I've seen this movie before. Um, I couldn't tell you where because I'm a horrible person and I should remember my things. Like the plot or the actual movie? The plot. The plot. No, um, yeah. It does super look familiar. It looks like we've been here before. Yeah. And then it's... Um, I mean, I like that it's all in one for the set where it is. I feel like we don't see a lot of it considering where we are in just one area. Um, but at the same time, besides the point... Um, I did feel like it was a little slow. I did feel like, um, I, I felt like some of the way the characters were acting were a little unbelievable to a certain extent, uh, as the movie progressed. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, uh, but besides that, uh, it is more of a, uh, ending kind of movie where you want to watch the ending, um, and see what's going, you know, what's. What's gonna happen? Uh, and I think it uh, overall pays out for the most part. Um, I I just felt like it was a little slow, and uh, there was stuff going on that I just I don't know. I didn't really care for too too much. Um, I feel like I wanted a little bit more from Jason Siegel here. Um, uh, I just feel like uh, we don't get enough, or at least I didn't. Get enough. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's my, my, my two cents on it for a little bit. Luke, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was a good one. Um, didn't care for the ending, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, I like how the whole, you know, it's all shot on like pretty much one property. So it's pretty cool. Like, you know, not many characters. It's, they kind of annoyed me, though. Like, <laughs> the, the, they the kind of annoyed you. The tech billionaire, I don't I, I don't. I mean, Jesse Clemens is clearly supposed to play like an annoying, arrogant prick. Yeah, you definitely. Know, I, but The way he talks to his assistant very much says exactly everything you need to know about that guy. He's a dick. Yeah. So. Yeah, just horrible people, essentially. Every single one of them, except the gardener. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The every, everyone just sucked, kind of. The gardener's living his best life. Everyone else who... right. Is not. Yeah. Man just wants to plant some trees for the future. He just generation. wants to plant a fucking oak tree, okay? That's all he wanted to go there for. 
Get he him. wants his, his Instagram profile to look amazing. Clearly, that's what he's doing it for. This is the work I've been doing. No, yeah. Advertising. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, but you like it, Luke, you saying? Or you, are you convincing yourself not to? Like, <laughs> I don't know. No. I, okay. I liked it. Then the ending kind of just ruined it for me, I think. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm middle tier in this one, guys. It's middle tier. I think uh, there are parts of this movie that I was enjoying or that I was finding interest in. Maybe enjoying is too much. But um, um, but overall, I think this movie is uh, uh, like overall kind of a disappointment for several reasons. One, I think there are mistakes. I well, not mistakes. That's not right. There are just, there are things that people do, the characters do, decisions they make in the in the first third of the movie that kind of ruins it for the middle and the end for me. Um, and that is like like the believability of what they are doing, like of how this guy decided to. You know, like, you know, he was he was there. He was robbing this place. So I started with him robbing this place. And obviously the couple comes in. He, unbeknownst to him, it's a surprise. And they actually spot him. And he does all of these things, right? Some of it's smart. Some of it not so smart regarding, like, getting away from them enough time with a, where he doesn't get caught for robbing their house, right? And he doesn't look like much of a thief, by the way. Um, and this is the worst part about it is that I'm not saying they have to stereotype him as a thief. But I think giving us more concrete uh, information on Jason Siegel's character would have served wonders because, yep. because of right. what happens at the end. And yep. we'll get there soon enough. I a thousand so percent agree ex- with you. And I'll explain this more later. That's where I was, that's where I was saying there were Jason Siegel's character. I mean, right. I mean, and that, that's, I think all of these little decisions are like, why would you do that? And um, you know, all the things with the gun in the water, which I thought was going to be a bigger deal. My understanding is that Guns and water don't really work well after that. Um, but uh, might be I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know if about guns. Um, and all this stuff. I'm like, are they being, is the movie being really detailed to foreshadow things, to pay off things? And I realize that the movie's not interested in that. Um, obviously, you know, not just getting to the ending does that, but overall, in the slog of the middle, where like, you know, they're just waiting it out for this money. Um, to be sent to uh, the rich billionaire's uh, front house, front porch, whatever, front gate, and um, and I wasn't buying the, the 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 staying power at all. Like, why would why even entertain this? Why even you know, like making it worse for himself? Uh, everybody is making it worse for themselves, I think. And here's my question, to you guys, before we get to spoiler session: Whose movie is this? And like- don't base it off the ending. Damn. I know what I'm saying. Shut, shut you up, Uh huh. I mean, at first I thought it was gonna be the robbers movie. I mean, they don't have a name for him, right? No, no one has a name. It's husband, wife, and thief. I think CEO, CEO, maybe CEO, yeah. wife, yeah, and robber. Yeah, I thought it was him because like the way it starts off, he's just in this house chilling, you know, doing his own thing. He's trying to get away, and honestly, I, he, had, I don't think he had any intention of robbing them initially. It just, it happened. So, so I, I thought thief. I thought it was originally yes. I thought it was, this is a movie for the thief. Now, if you if I said okay, include the ending, would you say it's somebody else's? <sighs> I mean, how it ended, I would have thought the wife, but fuck that, she's a bitch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I mean, a bitch could be a main character. Also, everyone here is terrible, or yeah, they were, not they, terrible, they, but they, like some version of bad. 
Yeah. Some version of fucked the, up the flawed. Okay. Roth, what did you think? No one's Gardner's. It's whose? The Gardner's. The Gardner's. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I would say here it's it's, it's our Robert. Um, I also agree. Yeah, it's, it's the Robert. 100%. Not only because it's our first impression, but like it's like uh, in Psycho. You know, when Norman Bates, a, a classical famous movie for switching perspectives. There are three protagonists in that one story, right? And when it switches to Norman Bates, um, you you are rooting for him not to fail, even though he's a, a monster killer guy, you know? Um, yeah. Right? And I feel like that's what Jason Segel was in this movie. I wanted him, like in a natural way, you naturally empathize with the character, the main character, or you or you foresee yourself as a main character, sure. at least well off to succeed the most. Right. That's just the way it I is. Mean, the way I it wanted is. him to get away and bang the wife. <laughs> really? Well, why not? She's in the, she seemed a little cold fish to me. But um, personally, but you know what? Different strokes, right? Um, well, so that's what, okay. Now, now, with that in mind, we're going to go into spoilers and obviously talk a lot about the fucking ending. So uh, spoilers for this middle tier movie. We don't know what to think of yet. Windfall starting right now. Okay, so Luke, would you say it's her story solely because she gets the only one that's alive at the end? I don't think it's anyone's story now. It's the house's story. It's the house's story, right? I, I don't know. It's so well, weird. That's worse. Well, that's worse. They all I mean, suck. I think we all agree it's not the CEO story. To, right? to be no, no, he 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 deserved whatever he had coming. You know, yeah. you know the what? Wife, it's, it's the Gardner story, guys. Without him, the, 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 the place doesn't look that amazing. But he's not the, the decorator. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the garden, okay. Like, we gotta drop the gardener, Ralph. We gotta drop him. I know you like La Raza and shit, but you don't have to constantly vouch for. The CEO sucks because like, all the shit he says, like, oh, you know, it's the hardest thing now is being a white man. And I'm like, get fucked, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure the hardest thing to do is being able to afford your life. How about that? <laughs> right. um, <laughs> and, but then the wife wasn't, you know, obviously there's like no communication in that fucking relationship. Right. Because she obviously wants something else than he does. You know? I don't know if the CEO is just like a dumb optimist or he's just too oblivious to see. So here's the thing. Okay. Here's my question to you about this couple. Okay. Um, was she, I'm not saying she was living a great life or like love this man. I don't think anyone's disputing that she did not. She didn't. Right. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, not saying that she's also a money grabber necessarily either, but somewhere in between, maybe let's say some affection, but not enough to like, whatever to like give it up millions, potentially billions, whatever he's worth. Um, right. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just my train of thought's gone. Um, it's gone. Um, but like, there are things that happen in this extreme situation that develop and it changes the relationship. Now, do we think a lot of that, most of that, or none of that was already there before they find this thief in their home? You know, how much animosity or anger or resentment, let's say, was she having in her life? Or of her life, you know, mainly with this dude. Um, I was already there. I oh, definitely. It was already there. I, I, I was already there. That, now, you, you, the reason so for the she, trip. Was she naive to it until these, until these things? Or she used the opportunity that she always knew she was waiting for? Oh. How much of a predictive no, I, I, I mean, I think, was she patiently waiting like a mantis and shit? I don't think so. Like, okay. I don't give her that much credit. There's no fucking way. I, I don't give her that much credit. Well, I'm not saying no. like, she's no. Cole smithing this guy and waiting for her. No, 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 no. no. I, know, I know you're not saying that either. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also feel like uh, it's 
it's I feel like it's more of a just opportunity struck at the right moment for her, right? Okay. Um, especially with the conversations that they have when they're alone at the, by the fireplace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, between nobody because that's his name according to the movie and the wife. Um, oh, he's titled as nobody in the movie. Yeah, he's titled as nobody on IMDb. Uh, it's oh, yeah, nobody. When I ask him his name. He says nobody. I'm nobody. Yeah, he says nobody. That's right. Yeah. Nobody, wife, CEO, and uh, gardener. Anyways, uh, so yeah, the yeah, well, that 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 conversation they have. But before that, you could tell because, like Luke said earlier, the it's the whole purpose of just the trip. The trip is the whole purpose because, like, they don't have enough time together, and she complains about it. You know, like I married you because, you know, like, hey, like I want to be with you. Yeah, that sounds like someone actually. that's trying, right? Right. That does sound like someone's trying, but I think it's, she's just like she's coming to the realization during this kidnapping scenario or hostage scenario, right? Um, what's it called? Uh, burglary scenario, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that she's coming to the realization that she doesn't doesn't want this at all anymore. Even with potentially one of the richest people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're still coming, you know, you're like, there's still issues. Um, and I don't know, I think she sees it as her way out. She sees it as her way out at the very end. At the very, very end. But she's also seeing, like, I don't want to be with this guy. And, like, even now, to this point, like, I just feel like, like, every time she talks about her life, it's like, and she feels like, yeah, yeah, I used to have aspirations. You know, like, <laughs> like no, I mean, like, yeah, like, all yeah, the bad okay. is, you're going to have a baby. Oh, you know, you're, you're going to have a baby, you're going to mm-hmm. take more of a, a administrative role. And she's like, yeah. Okay. No, shit like that. Okay. Uh, Luke, anything to say this? Oh, you, you already <laughs> said it. Did you say it already? I think you did. I'm not sure. We did. I mean, like I said, one of the things is, I, uh, as much as the dumb the CEO was, I'm pretty sure that the whole canceling the CES, you know, conference that he was with, or speech that he was supposed to give, he had to have known something was wrong. And so he was kind of pissed that there was no flowers in the house. He knew something was wrong. He wanted to make up to his wife or, you know, get in her better graces. Mm-hmm. And everything just went to shit. No flowers, like, no food. I mean, I think I, uh, you. I think being an asshole is not a crime, but he almost makes it look like a crime. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I wouldn't call him a good person, but he's not. I wouldn't call him a, a, an evil one either. Um, at least I, I mean, I don't think so. Right. Based on very little, based on knowing him a day and a half, right? <laughs> I guess in the movie runtime. Yeah. Um, and under duress. But under duress, you also see a lot more, kind of like when you're drunk and you you start talking the truth, kind of sp- kind of thing. You also see him a little more truth in there, and their and their little psyches. And uh, his was always to make everything worse. His reactions to everything were it was what propelled the things to be worse. Honestly, in the movie, half of those times when he's making things worse, and you're like groaning at his responses to nobody, is um, yeah. makes you groan and stuff. But like, they're also not exciting. You know, it makes the movie kind of slow down yeah. after like the tenth time, and I think a lot. I mean, the movie didn't have a lot of screen time, and it used too much of it to highlight this point over and over again. And I didn't think we needed it. You could skip. I mean, there's a lot of time skips in that movie, right? Like, or they're just sitting around for hours. They could do a lot more or a lot or different things and a lot more overt things. If you're trying to say something about the class struggle between this and that and the divisions between this and that or whatever, even though they're all white, like there's still huge divides in this country or in the system or in this world. And these are two polar opposite, right, from a certain monetary divide. But the movie is seems to be very little interested in that or a little not as much as I maybe thought it was. 
And if it was more interested in that, it didn't make a didn't it was all subtle or way too subtle, maybe, because I understand subtlety. But if it was there and if I was the main point, I think it was missed. Now, moving beyond this, I do think it was nobody's movie the whole time, even up to the end, um, because, like I said, from from filmmaking, storytelling in general says that it told me that it, it does that. You cite allegiances. You make it so. Um, even if you hate him, he is the main character. He is propelling everything forward. Without him, there's no conflict, no plot, no nothing. Um, and I do feel like she stole the show, right? And I mean just at the end. But she, but I think nobody was giving us nothing. You know, like the fact that the movie gave us nothing on him yep. was not only disappointing, and but like it's almost like this just... other character was like, okay, if you're not gonna do anything, I'm gonna go in and do something. Yeah, and then she does. And normally in another kind of movie, that would be a cool like, holy shit. But no, this was like a, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm um, like, you know, okay, she took, you know, took advantage of the situation. But it's pretty cool, I guess, and like in the, in the scene. But like beyond that, I didn't super care about it because I feel like it should have, I should have always felt like her story. Yeah. Maybe um, from the beginning or something like that or something else. I feel you know, like they try to set it up to, for her to steal the movie towards the end, especially when she's grabbing the money and she has that opportunity to leave. Mm, right yeah. she has like like she wants to say help but she can and she cries right yeah. um and then she's like i have like no control right kind of thing or mm-hmm. i have uh, all this fear slash whatever like whatever the case is but then i feel like there's an opportunity before that they, they're trying to set it up that for mm-hmm. her to steal the movie but there was many opportunities for nobody to 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 take the reins and give us more Multiple questions, multiple times being questioned, multiple times uh, for just plain of nothing going on for him to just at least tell us, you know, give us more. Because that's what, that's what I wanted from him. That's what I wanted from him. Not to give you the whole fucking spiel, but even something. Jesus fucking Christ, we got nothing. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, um, you know, that whole line about, you know, the CEO saying, like, you know, the hardest thing to do is being, you know, a white CEO, rich man guy, whatever. And like, you know, it's hard for me in that scene and the scenes after that for me to feel pity for her because she's in an infinitely better position than a lot of most people in the world. Right. Also. Well, he does say that. She got them student loans paid off. That's what I'm he, saying. He right. does say that. But the way he brings it up is not the right way to do that. But like, oh, yeah. but she could be happier in this, in a setting, you know, it's not like. It's like it's like one of those human things, maybe where, um, no matter what station you're in, there's always something to complain about. Yeah, kind of feel like you could have everything. You could have one arm left, live in the most desolate area, and your level of complaints is still the same as if you were in the opposite situation. Yeah, um, I don't think the movie's saying that about much of it either, but like maybe it's there. Um, that could be interesting. I, like I said, I don't think I thought of that at all. I think the movie wanted to do this characterization, this very specific like character study into a type of person, into three different types and mix them together for two days and see what comes out. And I don't know if it has anything to do with like, oh, you know, in the most dire circumstances you would kill to get ahead. I don't think it's saying any of that. There's no Lord of the Flies feel for me on this one. Nothing like that. Nothing animalistic, nothing instinctual like that. I felt like the movie had a, not a lot to say. 
And that's one disappointment. And again, I really didn't like the way it shifted the uh, protagonist. Again, you can do that. Psycho did it, and they they did it way better. But like, you can do it well. But you just why I don't. Think I mean, you have Hitchcock. Come on, that's Hitchcock, right? Hmm. So I felt like I left a lot on the table. I just don't know what, but I, I don't think it cared or it knew. So yeah, it's not it's not a, it's not a win for me. Windfall is not a win. Um, anything else you guys want to mention or talk about? Hmm. I did hear um, an opinion that I got from someone oh, that okay. the movie is about choice and how we live with those choices and like her choosing not to hail a car, right? Uh, which is a crucial moment, the one real crucial moment, I guess, because she could have got away. She didn't have to take the money either. You just run away, get yeah. out of the situation, right? Call that yeah. car, I'm sure they'll do something. And the guy will have to run, what's in, you know, most likely. Or he could come out and shooting everybody. You don't know that. Uh, although, I mean, throughout the movie, though, it's pretty well established. He's not going to kill anyone, right? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say there's a lack for, for a tech billionaire. There's a lack of tech. There is a lack of tech for a tech billionaire. I don't get that either. I got more cameras <laughs> fucking set up around my fucking place. Than but I also guy. feel like a retreat like that, all that estate and stuff that he barely goes to, I think it's probably meant to be that way. Yeah. I Zen still want to know if anybody's fucking with my shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't buy whatever excuse they were saying about the camera on the tree. I don't get that at all, personally. I didn't buy whatever he was saying about that. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. me. Um, oh, yeah, I, anyway. I guess I did want to bring up. Like, it did feel, and I had mentioned it before, the, uh, before we came to spoilers, was uh, I did feel like uh, like the unbelievability of the way some of these people acted towards, like, he gets mad that almost too late like he's not gonna do anything with the gun right yeah. like you're reacting like so late about it to things like you had to sleep on it like you made no attempts to do anything like you only made like this simple little attempt with the gardener and then and then you know just little things like that and i get i get what you're uh, yeah. i guess i don't know if your friend says your friend's the one who said about making yeah. choices yeah i mean making choices is very important thing in this movie because without that the, the gardener doesn't die then everybody doesn't die right or everybody else and it doesn't lead to where it led to but um, it is like it's more like taking ownership of your choices I would say um, hmm, okay yeah maybe but uh, I, I don't even know if that's even the, the main point of the movie either I don't think so either ownership yeah, of your no, choices, don't get me wrong I don't right? think so either yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's enough time to take ownership of some of those choices no there isn't <laughs> Anyway, um, that is it. We have that's all we have on Windfall. If you're interested, check it out. It's on Netflix, but not, but not super recommended by us. Anyway, um, although I would say though Jesse Plemons though plays a real, oh, real good. Yeah, you definitely want to punch him in the back of the yeah. Head. You you really do. But really <laughs> good role for him. Um, you know what's funny is that I was just complaining yeah. about Jesse Plemons and uh, Power of the Dog. Yeah. Where he like did no talking, and now in yeah. this one he did all the talking. He did all the talking. The opposite <laughs> of the other movie. Yeah. yeah. Also, a very different role than his usual stuff. So of course. Very, yeah. Very cool to see that. Anyway, uh, we're gonna take another break. When we come back, we're gonna continue onward with our marathon, our Batman marathon called Batathon. We're gonna <laughs> review two movies. Check it out, guys. Right after this, Batman Forever. Batman must battle for former district attorney Harvey Dent, who is now Two-Face and Edward and Edward Nigma, the Riddler, with help from an amorous psycholo- psychologist and a young circus acrobat who becomes his sidekick, Robin. 
kind of says a lot there, I guess. And for the other movie, let me spoil it because Robin makes it into the second movie because the second one's called Batman and Robin. <laughs> um, from ni- oh, that's uh, Batman Forever ninety five. This was ninety seven, nineteen ninety seven, and this one has uh, Batman and Robin try to keep their relationship together even as they must stop Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy from freezing Gotham City. Um, that one's a little, that, that that description is less wordy than the other ones. Anyway, movie star so. Uh, I guess I should say, hmm. Yeah, so let me see. Both were done by Joel Schumacher, right? Yes. Joel Schumacher is the director for both. And the Batman Forever, it has uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, obviously a little famously maybe, has two different Batmans. First one's played by Val Kilmer, plays the Bruce Wayne there. And the second one by George Clooney. And then, uh, obviously, starring, communally starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, uh, what's her face with the thing, Nicole Kidman, um, Uma Thurman, thank you, Uh, Uma Thurman for sure, Uh, Michael Gough, of course, we should never mention, not mention her, Pat Hindle, Pat Hindle is in the movie, Chris O'Donnell is in both of them, of course, um, as Robin, Uh, what's her name, Uh, Alice, oh, I forgot her name already. I know Drew Barrymore's in it. Um, I'm trying to think John of, Favreau's in uh, Batman Forever. No, Alicia Silverstone. That's what I was thinking. Alicia Silverstone is in the other one too. Vivica Fox is in there. A lot of people that turned out bigger, for sure, later on. And a lot of uh, big actors that were big at the time. And not much bigger after that also are in this movie. A lot of, it's, a, it's not a who's who, but a lot of big actors are certainly in this movie. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so... How do we start this thing? Um, so I want to start by saying that now that we're, we're, this is the third Batman installment conversation, I may want to start, or might be best to start with, um, the inspirations. Like, wh- like, can you guys see how these Batman, Batman, Batman movies um, came from the past, right? By this time, Batman is pretty much a household name. For sure. If it wasn't before, it is now. But it was, I think, already in the 80s. Um, and what inspirations did we see the most? Like, like, I think, like, what... Do we think this is a straight-up, like... Does it feel at all like a sequel or the next progression from the Tim Burton Batmans? I mean... Progression... Mm, maybe I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna regression. Say, yeah. I don't know. I mean, okay, progress. Right, the the, the actual definition of the word. Um, do we see the inspiration from Tim Burton's Batman's? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't he still a producer on this one? Uh, that I'm not sure, but I think he was movie, producer so on Forever. Uh, yeah, I know they offered him to come back and Michael Keaton too, but they didn't want to do it anymore. Um, to direct anymore, anyway. Um, but you know, studios gotta do what studios gotta do, right? Um, Make that money. I would say the biggest thing that uh, like it's a progression, and again, it's a regression, I guess. But it is a progression of the type. Is that um, you know the, the silliness in the Tim Burton Batman's, which was always there from the nineteen sixties, of course. The silliness, the hokiness, right? Um, the hokiness, yes. But that stuff is still going on. And I would say they doubled down on it in this one. 
in the sense that is cartoony. I mean, you don't hire Jim Carrey, right? For it's HBO it's very com- uh, uh, comical. Yeah, and comic, and I think also geared for kids. Yeah, I, I would assume so. I would uh, highly, highly. Dude, that. I watched the fuck out of this VHS when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm sure Roth and I did too back then. We saw this movie probably a bunch of times, especially the Batman Forever. I feel. Oh, yeah, forever. forever, yeah. We saw that. Fucking wore that VHS out. Yeah. So, kids, ask your parents what VHS is, but um, radio home system, and. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, these two movies are by far, maybe not by far of all the ones we're going to do, but so far it is the most geared for children. Um, because the '60s one has a style that was the original of it, and uh, there are a lot of shows that were like that, ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's like that's part of the thing. And this one though, they they nothing makes sense. It really is for the sake of doing an action scene. That's why they have an action scene, right? It's one of those. Like, they will throw in things. Like, Mr. Freeze. So, he likes cold things. Make sure he always mentioning something cold-related or tundra-related. Make sure that all his villains are hockey player guys because and they can skate, right? They have to learn how to skate because they love ice so much, right? Even though they clearly look like they don't. They're freezing all the time. Yeah. They must be the worst paid goons ever. <laughs> um, or the worst treated goons ever for living in an ice fucking cave. Um <clears throat> You know, shit like that. And again, everyone has their uniforms. Everyone has their style. And they're, again, combining villains again in all of them. Right? Team-ups, what have you. Um, one thing that I did like better in Forever, and I do think it's also a progression slash regression from Forever to Batman and Robin. I think they get worse. I feel like they get worse. Um, is the... Is the... Um, is the, the villainy stuff, the villains, how they're treated, how they're done, how they're established. Very bad. Like, there's an origin story in both of them and an uh-huh. established villain in both of them already. But in, in the second one, he's not so much established as that they're both starting off roughly the same time, basically. Um, and it's really ridiculous, really ridiculous. So I think the ridiculous stuff works as the same as uh, the other movies. Also, the hidden lair thing, uh, people finding out his secret. That also happens in Tim Burton's Batman, right? Someone yeah. always finds out a secret, right? Selena Kyle, right, in Batman Returns, and Vicky Vale in the first Batman, right? Same thing in this one. Someone always finds out, right? Yeah. Nicole Kidman finds out in this one as well as Robin, Robin to be. Yeah, but so does so does Joker, Jim Carrey, and yeah, Joker. just all Jim Carrey and, and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Jones. right. Which a lot of people mean, find out. Which, a lot of motherfuckers find like, out. That's that's a. Uh, I, I don't know. I I feel like uh, Batman Forever is definitely the movie that in between movie, right? The, uh, the 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 good transition, right? I think, and I and I honestly feel like Batman and Robin is that like money grab Batman movie of like, hey, we we made a movie that is more palatable for kids because you know the Tim Burton's one are kind of dark, you know, it's more of adulty, right? Yeah, or at least uh, more of an I mean, adult. Penguin eats group. a guy's nose and shit, and blood spurts everywhere. Right, right, right. Definitely not kid friendly. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. And but then, then they um, took it way too far. Well, then, then Batman Forever is like, yeah. hey, we're gonna have Jim Carrey. People love Jim Carrey, right? Um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones does heroic stuff, but we're gonna make him a villain. You know? Okay, not a bad thing. You're gonna do this whole thing, and it works out. All right. There's even the fucking uh, the Barnum and Bailey's Zoo or whatever the hell circus is going on. Circus. There you go. Yes. Gonna think of it, right? Like, so 
they do a lot of things that are like we're going to introduce it more for kids, and they're like, oh hey, it did Gangbusters. Let's do Batman and Robin, right? And then Batman and Robin is just like a more like a money thing, guys. We blew up everything at Batman Forever, so brand new toys, brand new outfit, brand new everything, 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 everything's brand mm-hmm. new. Yeah. But like now it's just like, hey, have them collect everything all over again. And I feel like that was like the case for that. I feel like it was more like a money, thing. more like uh, let's let's just have kids go watch it, and the adults are going to go want to take their kids to it. Because it's Batman. And at this point, you have the Batman animated series established already because that came out in the early 90s, right? Yeah. And then you have a couple other things going on for Batman. I think comics as well, which is always prevalent. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Luke? You agree? Though I felt more cash money, cash grabby. I just felt like whoever wrote it needs to get kicked in the dick because they went like... They- they turned up the puns to like twenty. It's like not every fucking line has to have a fucking pun. <laughs> no, yeah. And honestly, that's what made it a shit ton worse. Oh, for you, it made it worse. That yes, it worse. it's like you know, uh, Joker and Two Face. They uh, they had their own. I mean, not Joker, uh, the Riddler and Two Face. You know, they made their own. You know, little puns and whatever. And it was cool because it wasn't as much as I think. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Freeze. Yeah. Every yeah. fucking time. The guy known for cheesing one-liners. Really right. It's nonstop. And it's annoying. Mm-hmm. It is highly annoying. Although, I, to be fair, watching this movie with subtitles, which I have not seen in like the longest time, uh-huh. solved one of my biggest things that always bothered me as a kid. What? The scene where, where uh, you know, Riddler throws his boss out of the window. But then they show like the surveillance footage where it's like him jumping out the window himself. Yeah. And I was just like, well, that does, like, how did they get that? And it was just like a random thing where a, a bad guy was just like, oh, it's a computer generated uh, surveillance video or something. And I was like, I never heard that in the VHS version because he says that as he's walking away. And it uh. bothered me as a fucking child. <laughs> And I finally got the goddamn closure. Did you, did you see it wrong in your head? Also, back then, computer generated, you know, video feed. It was like I think it's a computer it's almost al- sci-fi. No, no, right? it's like like, com- like computer altered surveillance footage. It still sounds sci-fi right. in '97, though, Especially right? For, yeah, yeah, or '95, uh, whatever. But I, I literally stopped. and I was like, oh my god, that was it. That's <laughs> the line I never heard when I was a fucking child, where, and it drove me nuts. Yeah. This is the age where horror movies were centered around technology, especially computers, because they were the the yeah. hot thing going on. You know, so computers Thanks. were like killing you or I know. Mis- you know, I like how we needed that one throwaway line that explains everything for him. Right, that was it. That's all I needed as a child. Because I knew I'm like, that's weird. That's not the footage. But we don't. I know that's not I how know he what, died. You know what's funny oh. is that that's that's that throwaway line. Me and Oscar talk about it all the time. <laughs> where it's just like I feel like you could have just added a throwaway line here that would have solved your issue about like. Oh, we have the anti-gravity thing, guys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, like, and it's, thank God, in 1888, someone created this. Fucking God, that's it. And then you have it, and you never have to worry about it ever again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay. So, uh, for me, the worst part about these movies, I mean, a strong second, I bl- I'm with you, Luke. The puns are <laughs> yeah. o- overdone. God awful. Some of them are good, but god awful and overdone. Way too much of them. Way too much. And Poison Ivy also a lot. Too much mm-hmm. of her. Too much. I want to see if I see her blowing more dust ever in my life again. <laughs> I got something she can blow. Yeah. Okay. Settle down. And um, yes, but yes, right. Same thing. But for me, 
is the action. These are supposedly action movies, right? They're tr- they're they're treating it as action first, everything else second. Action yeah. family adventure, whatever you want to call it, but yeah. action in there. So it's action adventure so... for Batman Forever, action sci-fi. Action sci-fi. Would you call? It? Wait, wait. Why is Batman and Robin action sci-fi? I think because uh-huh. of the fact of the so what's it called? Uh, Mister Freeze is trying to do the whole thing about his wife and everything like that. Also, he actually is born out of, like, science. Right? Then, I mean, so is the Riddler with the whole mind thing with the TVs yeah, and shit. Yeah, I would say so. And, and then same waves. thing with Uma Thurman here. Uma Thurman is very based uh, on her all sciences, who gets turned into even Bane. Right? Bane's products of science. He's made, he's created mm-hmm. out of all this. They, they all are then. I mean, no, I, well, they are. I'm saying. The acid that was thrown in the Harvey Dent's face was also. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But, but his. By the way, when he threw that at him, yeah. what accuracy? To get only half exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. What if it was a little more? Would he be a little more eviler than. Also, that's a great throwaway scene that you get to see it. I get it because they just threw out the the acid in his face. Just throw yeah, away. They literally threw it acid. Uh-huh. And then you see Batman shielding half of him. <laughs> so dumb. With a fucking file. Yeah, yeah. What was he doing there? I don't know. He should have just been the bailiff. <laughs> it would have solved everything. Yeah. You know. Um, okay. One cool thing, though. Batman has actual gadgets. Like uh, all kinds of stu- stupid shit. I'm trying to remember. I know, like, like his cape that, like, that, like you know, would like help him, like from that fire. In uh, I think yes, the- yes, in the freeze one. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're right. He is a little like- more. He's a little more Adam West, right? Where he has the right thing for mm-hmm. the right a moment and occasion, yeah. especially in Batman and Robin. I agree with you there. Yes. Um, same thing with the with the with the you know. Um, with the with not the gadgets, uh, the mobiles, right? The Batmobile and okay, the, the Batwing. Let's talk about the Batmobiles real quick. And they're bad. They're so badly well, designed. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. How that, that's an opinion. opinion, right? Let's that's talk about opinion Batman. that you what you don't agree with. Batman, badass, dude! I'd Bat, love to have one of those. Batman Forever. You go from a two seater, uh-huh. right? Because uh-huh. also the original, the original two Batman and Batman Returns, two seater. Yeah, two-seater. you go to a two seater, right? Uh-huh. And then they destroy everything. And then when in Batman and Robin, when you get the new ones, he goes to a one seater because he's like, "Fuck you, Robin! I'm gonna yeah, have a one seater." Like, right. <laughs> you don't does, get to ride with me. He powers his Robin. Yeah, he does. He gets like, a, get he your gets, own fucking bike. He gets a partner, and when he gets to revamp his car, he makes it a one seater. He makes it a one seater. Right? What a fucking asshole! Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what a fucking petty prick. Could that be a a subtle um, detail that we're actually kind of like? You should make I actually never noticed that for for the movie doing that so like subconsciously yeah and, down no, I think the movie is yeah. setting him up like well yeah. that and also I guess I get products product. and all and also saying it out loud over and over again like yeah the movie's not <laughs> the movie's a blunt instrument it's not yeah. subtle but I get it I get products we're yeah. selling we're selling items to kids yes we're selling that. items yeah Batman you can sell a lot of stuff you can sell his car you, you can sell his batarang you can sell his right belt. well you well you sell the you sell the Robin has his own motorbike. By the motorbike for Robin. Right. Batman has exactly. a Batmobile. Right. And if they made another one, Batgirl would have had her own shed and God knows what else. Um, Alfred, though, really all that actor, man. Yeah. Yeah. At that thing. And obviously they made it a little bit about him. Um, all right. I'll go with that. What, okay. Let's, what are we talk, okay. Let's think about how Bruce Wayne is handled. Why do we think of Bruce Wayne in these movies? Again, I feel like, Bat, I feel like Bruce Wayne is... Uh, 
that middle person again from uh, from the first two Batman and Batman and Batman Returns mm-hmm. uh, to where we get uh, Val Kilmer and Val Kilmer is like he feels like he's he's a smart guy, right? Although I would say his Bruce Wayne is a little less than, even though I I I still prefer Val Kilmer <sighs> over Clooney. Um, I, it's just a little less than. It's not his best role. Sad to say for Val Kilmer. So I I um, think so I think for that is that I think uh, George Clooney plays a more charming Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, and Val Kilmer plays a more more uh, logical. Yeah, businessman too, but I would say uh, more. But also as a Batman, I think he plays a more strictly Batman than. Yeah, he plays more strictly a Batman. I was like, it's still. I feel like it's still George Clooney underneath that mask. You know, <laughs> like it's hard for him to hide it. Is my point. The oh, mask is George not. Clooney? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. It's his a voice smile. is the same. It's a, oh, it's his smile too. That's the it's problem. Smile, man. Yeah, the yeah. chin. You're saying kind of feels off, off there. Yeah, but I would say, as far as Batman and Robin, uh, George Clooney, you have him more being a kind of a playboy kind of person. More of he is more Bruce Wayne than he is Batman. Yeah, I would agree with that. They use, use they use him more outside the mask, right, than the Val Kilmer one. Yeah, I think. And in the other movies, the Tim Burton movies, when he's out of uh, when he's Bruce Wayne, they I mean they use him for a lot of other things too. It's not just like whatever they use him to pontificate his life and his parents. I get that. But they also um, go into his dating life a lot more. And this one, and like in Batman Forever, they do with Nicole Kidman, like being so sex crazed for fucking Batman. Holy shit, she is. Holy shit, she's throwing herself at him and everything. Uh, she's totally fangirling it up. I, I forgot about that in the movies. Like in doing this rewatch, I was like, oh, okay. I guess maybe I'll- that's why I like Nicole Kidman so much. Yeah, because she just throws herself at him. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. But in Batman and Robin, though, um, very little of that. We get one scene with the current girlfriend he has. That's clearly not the same. Someone else. He always has a different girlfriend. No one ever stays with him. Everyone knows better and just runs away. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone knows better. They're all like, he's a mama's boy or whatever. (laughs) But what about here? Now, as we're going to watch more movies, obviously, in the future, do we see any inspirations that future movies get from this one? What does this movie? What do these movies inspire, if anything? I think they do. I think so. Like what we're talking about here is the tools, right? I think we go back all the way to the sixties, right? Like we said, the Adam West stuff, where we're trying to use uh, the specific tool, the right, the right tool on my tool belt to have stuff. And I think that that inspires for sure later on more gadgets um, into the into what's it called, uh, into the net later movies. There's like later gadgets that were that are necessary. Which is funny because I always thought Batman had more gadgets, but I feel like James Bond has more gadgets than the 90s than fucking Batman does. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, when Q... You, when you think about it. Q beats out, yeah, no. Q division is way better than... Yeah. Yeah. And I would say James Bond in general probably, in, probably outshines Batman. Yeah, I would say it's also just the use of the tools that he has. The core tools are always his grappling hook. Mm-hmm. His battery, right? Yeah, those are the core tools, right? Um, and it's like the use of the tools that he has in later movies, specifically, and how they're used is done properly, not gimmicky, done done well to the character. Um, and I think that's what they they take away. I would say, um, and same thing goes for him. Like just the, 
persona of Batman overall. We all get their own edition, but I would say it's like um, Gotham eventually becomes this like necess- Batman is needed in Gotham. You know, without him, Gotham is truly ran amok, you know? Yeah. And I feel like you get that. Like I said, everyone has their own version of it, but I feel like every movie, and then with these movies, do a good job. Like here, these two movies, they're already established. We're continuing the Tim Burton Right, we go nowhere because you the Tim Burton movies because it's like, like yeah, they you know, mention those. They also mention those movies. Like they do some, mention characters, yeah. and we have the same people in it, like we mentioned earlier before. I think uh, he mentions Batman or Penguin at some point. Right, they mention Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, although they cast different people, but like you still, Commissioner Gordon is Commissioner Gordon. Yep, same one. Yeah, mm-hmm. adding like through all the four movies, um, things of that nature. You know, so I think you get like that. Like we're gonna get later of. Uh, like what you see is not the continuity of it, but what I'm saying is uh, the type of like role that Batman fits for Gotham. I would say it's what they what they get from the from these four movies because it is kind of like all four uh, yeah. for the later Batman movies. Yeah, we're just splitting the two directors and also a few years. Correct. This two, I never knew it was two directors. I thought it was four directors or three directors. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Um, that that's how much worse uh, Batman and Robin is. You think? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I really think it is a bad, it's a worse product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, who survives what? that height? Let's talk about that from Batman and Robin. And like the beginning, when they're like almost shot into space, and then they surf their way down. Yeah, that was, oh, that's pretty, weird. That, was that was so nineties. That is as dumb as Kurt Russell surfing and Escape from LA. <laughs> he surfed. On there, by the way, guys. I don't know if you noticed that. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. That's some Three Ninjas shit. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Power Rangers movie. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, no. but anyway, the, the CGI right in these movies, man, it, it's, it, it's pretty bad. But the, you can tell it's very limited and short bursts. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is one thing I know. That I limited by times. Mm-hmm. This is before Titanic, guys, even. Right? Titanic. Yeah. Um, so I want to say one positive thing about this is that I like their forever like their and both of them I like their costumes they add leather they add leather the cod piece besides that no no I'm saying they add leather to the to the ensemble it isn't all just 100% rubber yeah the other ones felt like heavy rubber only it felt like he was about to go weld something (laughs) <laughs> and um or like or fight electricity only because it's rubber right sure and i like the i like the cape a little more and i like the shoes more the shoes more and the gloves more yeah. um they had well, like extra layer of uh different material for once i, I love how they Not the purposely shoot in babbit and robin an ass shot yes they their, do and then only only, only to service that for alicia silverstone later you think Which that's why they did it? Up. I literally think that's the only reason they did it. They're like, well, listen, if we're going to do it for Alicia Silverstone, we got to do it for everybody. Right, it makes no wasn't sense. Wasn't the... Right, now that would be really bad. No, I looked at something. Wasn't it because Schumacher, right? What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Schumacher. Yeah, Schumacher. Wasn't he like openly gay? And people were like, oh, he's doing these shots of like the cod piece in the ass because he's openly gay or something. I, I don't know. Maybe it was getting the molds properly for the toys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So advertisers can just look, just look at the movie, guys. We can just get our sample from there. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. But maybe. I, 
I don't, I don't know how to answer that, Luke. I, I don't know how to answer that one either. Yeah, I, I mean, Rob just said the opposite of that. So I did. Yeah, he I thinks did. that he, they justified one ass shot to put the girl ass shot in there. <laughs> I do really, the opposite. Didn't, didn't they do the ass shots in Forever First? They don't do the ass shots. In I don't forever. know. They don't. I, don't I thought they did. They don't. I'm not rewatching this movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see if there's ass in this movie. We're gonna pause the show right now. Maybe in and 20 it, years. Still better than Gone. Like on a whim in twenty years or something, I'll watch it. Sure, but yeah. that's it. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad I have to watch movies. Um, man, so so many things make no goddamn sense. It really it defies all logic. Like clearly, Gotham City. Well, by the way, which gets more ridiculous, the city itself. How does the architecture even stand the way it is <laughs> on some other shit? Why is everything so gargoyly and sticking right. out everywhere? Anyway, yeah. um. This billionaire guy donates um, a fucking telescope. This city clearly needs bigger problems. It has bigger problems. <laughs> right. How about a more police force? the homeless problem or the... Or the, or the no, rampant no. knee of the gangs? A fancy diamond-ridden <laughs> telescope is what we need. Right. Ridiculous. I yeah. honestly, they need that for the I love the street gangs, though, in this movie. Or the, the, the movies. Are the movies, yeah. I'm like, this is there's bigger fish to fry here, Bruce. Why are you being so <laughs> shitty? How about you move some of the clouds and let some sunshine into the city? Jesus, <laughs> there's also yeah, never everyone's vitamin D deficient. <laughs> Everyone has scurvy <laughs> <laughs> in Gotham City. Yeah, a hundred percent. Also, wow. here's a bad trend. A bad trend that in other movies follow that they all do it. I think they all do it. I can't think of one bad bad movie that doesn't do it, and I really hate it. How the world doesn't seem to be ever increased from Batman from Gotham City, and always they jeopardize Gotham City as a whole. I mean, they they mentioned Metropolis. They mentioned Metropolis. <laughs> mention whatever you want. That would show nothing. There's nothing outside of Gotham. <laughs> there is no world. It is. It's Attack on Titan all over again. They never leave the uh, area. They, they, there's no world outside of Gotham. I'm just saying they all feel well. That way. There's Titans out there. Yeah, there's yeah. But 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 all, there's but some more, outside more, of Gotham. Worse than that, that. Is that, they always have to threaten the entire city. Yeah. They all do this, and it's well, so worn off. It's so like I, w- I will say, uh, Adam West one. They threaten the world. They threaten the world and the Adam West one. You're right because the UN leaders, for some reason, a big fucking deal. <laughs> like right. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you one union guy. Uh, one uh, one union. One um, UN, UN guy. Yeah. Not one person ever in history. <laughs> so, <laughs> ever it is. <laughs> I can't think of one. I swear to God, I cannot think of one. Um, I'm sure, there's someone popular. Anyway, uh, and I would say this trend, the same. I mean, I think Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, they really turned it up to eleven on them and trying to like hold the city hostage, uh, destroy the city for stupid reasons. Mister Freeze has the worst reasons on the planet, by the way. He thinks in order to further his research, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna hold the city hostage with a fancy sci-fi gun uh, for millions of dollars, so he can do it. When do you think he'll be alone, like left alone enough to do his research because he held the city hostage for millions of dollars? How is he possibly gonna get this? There are easier ways to do your research a than plausible, holding a more plausible thing to do, but it's just steal a bunch of science. It is so stupid, or like. Kidnap a bunch of scientists. It is so stupid. Um, I don't. I don't even know what to, what to do about that. 
Um, but I have two specific scenes, guys. Let me know if you guys like this. That inspire future movies. Future, way better movies. One is when we get the flashback thing about when Harvey Dent gets <laughs> acid <laughs> in his face. It's just yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> it's just so terrible. Um, you know, that scene looks exactly like the same when Harvey Dent was, uh, was that guy pointed a gun at him in the dark night. Same shot. Same. I think he has the same suit, same type of suit. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember. It looks the same. It's just that he's not throwing acid. He's about to shoot him, but doesn't shoot him, and he punches him back. That's like the big Harvey Dent introduction, right? Yeah. Right. That's what that was. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And the um, and the second one, it has to do with the new Batman movie. I'm trying to remember what it was. I just had it in my head. It wasn't Catman. It wasn't Catwoman. It was um, ah, oh yeah, it was the Riddler. So at the end of Batman Forever. The Riddler, who knows Bruce Wayne's secret right, identity, right? Batman's yeah. secret identity, says, you know, like in the in the fit of psycho, you know, being so crazy, he says, it's me, right? And they're all safe now because he's too crazy to remember, right, who Bruce Wayne is, right? And they have that same thing in the Batman where the Riddler is like seemingly outing Bruce Wayne and then he actually says what his true intentions are. He actually got it wrong. And the whole time the audience thinks like, holy shit, this guy knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And no, we get Ropadope as, as an audience member in a very similar confession scene with the Riddler. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. So just saying okay. those are cool inspirations that I did not see coming from these movies. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Okay, what do you think of Chris O'Donnell? Bro. What happened to him? <laughs> was it, didn't he have like a singing career too or something? If he did, that's great because he has no good acting chops. I'll tell you that right I now. mean, he, you know, he, <laughs> he's, 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 he has he's one from note state, the right? movie. No, he has one note the entire movie. He's I from Winnetka. That doesn't mean anything. That just makes me feel bad for Winnetka. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. But I want to say, though, these movies do also do something that most movies don't. Um, name me another. I mean, not name me another. I'm sure there are others, but especially in the live action, I don't think they've ever done this. Really, is that a sense of family? This is the closest to yeah. to Dom's version of family is everything kind of lifestyle that Batman ever gets. He's always a loner after all this, right? Yeah. Michael Caine, sure. Alfred's always there, sure, but that's it. And I don't count that really because <laughs> he's basically a fucking father figure. Um, you know. I found that interesting because in the Batman and Robin, they increase it by one more, right? The family is actually kind of related a little bit because Alicia Silverstone is like her niece, his niece or whatever. So, like, they actually have connections here. He's actually making a family out of it. At the end of that movie, that guy is not going to be alone for the rest of his life in a way where Batman's always seen as alone, yeah. you know? So, I thought that was intriguing that these terrible movies have that one element that we won't see until the, the Lego Batman movie, Right? So, interesting. Um, anyway, and that's all I think I have on it. But anything else you guys want to mention or talk about or, or shit on? <laughs> we could shit on anything. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm never talking about this movie again. Okay? <laughs> what are they kind of hinting at Robin in the, what is that? The one with Bane uh, movie? What about Bane? Was it The Dark Knight Rises? No. Dark Knight Rises is where Bane is at, but I don't know. Is that the one? Yeah, where what Bane? do you think is like Robin is being like that orphan kid? He's like, 
I saw you and I knew it. you were Batman or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. Joseph you're talking about Joseph, Joseth Joseph Gordon-Levitt's yeah. character. Yeah, but you're both correct. Dark Knight Rises has that that scene, that character, and also has Bane in it. Yes. Um, that was the oh, first but Miller, I love the Bane and Batman and Robin, though. <laughs> Look at that comical version of him. You like them? <laughs> yeah. It seems to me like a lot of the... A lot of perceptions of Bane are seen as that guy. Kind of dumb... Like one hose kick, and you can. Well, all it takes is to cut one hose to yeah, die right. and to get like <laughs> defeated, like that kind of dumb shit. Um, That's the bait I grew up with. And you know who reminds me of that one character from Twisted Metal, Axel. All you gotta do is shoot the metal guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the two giant wheels. How yeah. is he defending himself? It's all offense. He can't do any defense whatsoever. Yeah, um, that reminds me of that. But and the first time I ever seen him like actually be kind of pretty much a threat wasn't a smart pain in the Dark Knight Rises. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Anyway, I think yeah. that's it for these reviews of Bat- Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Good riddance. Yeah. Pretty bad. Bane's still the best of the yeah. uh, what's it called? Uh, what's that show? I don't know. And the Harley Quinn show. Oh, the Harley Quinn show. <laughs> yes, that's really great. He's actually like trying to be good. Yeah, he's like a reformist. He's yeah. like, you know, man, criminals or anything, we have reformed them and we got therapeutic. Anyway, yeah. But hey, um, tune in next week. Yes. Next, right. That is it for our show. Time. You have been listening. Shut up. We have been listening to the another movie podcast. Sorry, I forgot. Um, remember, we come out every other weekend. So next time, Roth, you're choosing the movies for us. First of all, what is the next Batman installment that we're going to go with? Excuse me. I think it's one of the animated ones, right? Uh, it is, yeah. It's technically Batman Year One. Batman Year One. Sounds like almost like Batman Begins. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Right? Yeah. Year <laughs> one. Will there be pearls in a dark alley? We'll see. We should have counted all the pearls we've seen so far. Not as much as we think, actually. No, I think... Did we get one in these movies? In the last two we just reviewed? Uh, I know we got one for the Michael Keaton one, for sure, the first one. But, like... Yeah. I'm trying to think. Did he get a vision or like a memory flashback or something? They do flashbacks a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure actually. Uh, okay. I forgot to do a pearl count. <laughs> the great pearl count. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, um, the next one he said was what? Uh, Batman Year One, and yeah. you got the other two. I do. Uh, we are going to be watching. Um. Uh, uh, what's that madness movie? Doctor oh, Strange, yeah. Multiverse Strange. of Madness. Yes, and which comes out the weekend of this madness. release, by the way. The weekend of this release, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're watching that one, mm-hmm. and then we're also watching a movie that I will be getting the name of it right now called On the Count of Three. That's the name of it. Yeah. Oh, the the, uh, yeah. I thought you were going to say On the Count oh, of Three. Oh, I, I really like, okay. thought you were doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, no, no, no. It's a movie called On the Count of Three. Uh-huh. Yeah. And is that, where is that available? Is it available somewhere? Uh, it's going to be VOD. I'll let you guys know exactly where. Okay, cool. I mean, you'll find it out now, or you'll just let us know it's off air? Uh, I don't. I'll let you know off air. Okay. Uh, I wasn't uh, sure I if you were looking I want to say it might be Netflix, but I, I don't think so. I okay. To, On the Count of Three, a movie I've never heard of, so we'll find out what that's about. And Doctor Strange in the Mouth of Madness? What's it? <laughs> is that what it is? Doctor um, Strange and the... Uh, oh, okay. Something in the man- multiverse of madness. Sorry, multiverse right? of madness. Yes. Yeah, that's in the multiverse of madness. Sounds all right. Uh, in the multiverse of madness, obviously, we'll review our first animated film. 
yeah. of the Batman series, uh, Batman Year One. Wait, are oh. we doing? Uh, we're doing an uh, order, right, of years? Yes, we're doing chronological order in time. Is that the right? Is that the wrong one? Uh, that it's the wrong one. So well, then what gonna, is it? So we'll, that it's we'll going to be Batman that. under the Red Hood. It's all by year. Oh, under the Red Hood. Okay, yeah. scratch everything we said. Obviously, Batman under the Red Hood is going to be next up here. Yeah. That's again, a good one, man. I'm not gonna that's lie. available on HBO Max. And I have not seen it. Yeah. I know I'm probably some guy named Red Hood's involved. I have no idea what that is. So and we're going to find that. What? I don't know. If you guys want the Blu-ray, I have it. Oh, awesome. Um, anyway, check it out. And until next time, guys, I am Oscar. <laughs> and Luke. And Ralph. <laughs> See you later. Hey, we, this is so weird. Do me a favor and just zing me. Just get me. Fine. How about you go suck a turd? <laughs> <laughs> Ew, writing is so bad.